like time acceleration because obviously like they do much very much real time. Like, yeah, yeah. Kerbal yeah. 2 is like, yeah, you can't spend years waiting for your ship to get to you know, another show. You know, sure. one guy is going to do it though. One or one person. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to, yes, realism mode. Yeah. And it'll be a constant Twitch stream. <laughs> And Go Mist, on. I think they just re-released Mist on all the major platforms, including Switch. And, like, as cool as I was like, oh my god, Mist on Switch? That's a really cool idea. I'm still like, no. But I hate Mist. I fucking hate Mist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Hello, everybody, and welcome to a really, I guess, special episode of the Retro Rents. Uh, we are actually live here post-PAX Day 2 and it's all of us here today. I am Al. I'm Kyle. I'm Nick. Yes, we're all here. We're hanging out in the hotel. Uh, my fat ass's feet are more sore <laughs> than they've ever been. Uh, I've walked more in two days than I think I have in a year. Uh, and if you haven't guessed by those statements, this was my first PAX. Uh, the first time I've been to PAX East... Yes, pop, my cherry pop. was popped. <laughs> it's very good, Kyle. That's some good uh, Foley uh, sound work. Um, yeah, no, this was uh, this was a really wild experience. I would say um, the first day was was overwhelming in so many senses of the word. Um, it just hits you all at the same time. Well, it's that and kind of the whole thing leading up to it. You know, it was a big adventure. I'm, I you know I, I don't I don't go you know I don't go away very often, and it's. It's no one's fault. I just, I like being home with my family and my kids. But, so, you know, I was excited and I got all packed up and I'm excited to go to Kyle's. We're going to crash at Kyle's and <laughs> head to Philly and go to the airport in the morning and go to PAX, right? And this is, uh, this is Thursday night. And we're getting ready to crash Thursday night. It's like 9 p.m. And Kyle lives like an hour away from where I live. And he's like, you remember everything? And I'm like, yep. He goes, yeah, you forgot those badges, right? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like... And it hit me. I left my PAX badges on my computer desk at home. And I'm an hour away. And it's late at night. Now Kyle, meanwhile, is looking at me like, Hi. Did not believe you at all. No. He's like, that. that's funny. That's funny. Like, you're not pulling this game on me. I do this to my kids. Yeah. And uh, no, I, I wasn't even kidding with him. So my PAX day started with me getting up at 445 in the morning on Friday. Driving an hour home trying my best not to wake up my entire household, running in, grabbing my badges, driving an hour back down to get there just in time for us to drive to Philly and get to the plane. So that was how my PAX day started. Oh, no, no. You've, you're missing, though, the accident where we got oh, on yes. the bus. We got on the shuttle from the parking garage to go to our, our gate, <laughs> and one of the shuttles clipped the other shuttle, and what did you call it? He tried to jersey it and yeah, take off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're so you we have, yeah, like, we, we gotta, gotta set, stop, man. You gotta set the scene. We, by the time he and I got in the bus, it's standing room only. It's cold, and I'm the least coordinated of people in the best of times. And so I'm grabbing onto the top bar with dear life, and like the bus makes a turn, and this other bus is right next to us, and you're crank, crank, and I'm like, yo, he totally hit that guy, and then like the guy just kept going. I'm like, all right. Jersey, stop. Let's keep going. Cool. Going to Boston. <laughs> We're going to Boston. And no, the guy actually did wind up stopping and, uh, you know, 50 feet later. And we wound up having to get off the bus and get to another. It was, I'm telling you, it was the worst journey to PAX for a first-timer <laughs> that I think anybody can have aside from, you know, 
landing on the island from Lost. Oh, dude. And then, and then so, like, we get to our gate. Everything actually goes pretty smoothly in the mm-hmm. airport. Like, we get through the checkpoints pretty well. And then we get on the plane, and it's pretty windy Friday in, or oh Thursday. In, oh, yeah, Friday morning in Philly. Like, so we figured it was going to be somewhat windy up in Boston. But, I mean, we're on a little puddle jumper plane. It's two by two on the seats. Yeah. And we're right by the wings. And, man, he takes off. And right before we get in the clouds, it's pretty damn bumpy. Yeah. I mean, like, we're both kind of like, oh, shit, you know, like, this is not the smooth flight that we were hoping for. And I'm not the best flyer in any circumstance. Like, I flew a lot in my younger days for work, but it's been, a, uh, aside from orientation at the new job, which I've talked about before, it's been a long time since I flew. And it got to the point, apparently, where I was white-knuckling it so hard, Kyle's on the window, side, window seat, and he's like, dude, it's all right, we're almost out of the clouds. I'm like, okay. okay. All I right. was like, I was like, hold me, I'm scared. <laughs> I pretty much hold was. Me. <laughs> hold me tight. Hold me. No, it was uh, <laughs> it was a rough flight in. But if that wasn't bad enough, the landing, dude. <laughs> that landing was the weirdest landing I've ever been on. Like we were landing into Boston, and it's one of those like when you both realize something just happened, and you look at each other like, do you caught that too? The plane, the way it came in, the back right wheel touched first. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so then we were diagonal. We were diagonal. Yeah, and then, you, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you just like, and it was one of those like, it hits me, and I'm like, wait, everything's on the ground. We're not dead. All right, everything's cool. <laughs> we're good. And then Kyle's like, yeah, he came in sideways. <laughs> he came in sideways. He sure did. <laughs> Now, which window seat did you have? The one where he was landing on it? <laughs> Toward so, the airplane. There's, there's, there's a lot of air over here. And not enough. <laughs> That's awesome. So you can imagine, I was a little bit overwhelmed already. <laughs> but no, I mean, after that, it was pretty much smooth sailing. You get to the hotel, we do all that. Uh, Nick was already there. Uh, he'd been on the ground... Uh, getting the full report pr- pretty much since they opened on on Friday. Yeah, right? but I think about twenty four hours ahead of you guys. Like, so, so I came in on Thursday. Uh, yeah, same routine you guys were doing on Friday, except it was Thursday. Flew in in the morning. Uh, my, my flight was a little less bumpy. Getting out of Philly was was, was pretty rough. It was a little roller coastery, but the rest was pretty pretty good. But uh, yeah, got here early. You know, kind of got a lay of the land. I, I love Thursdays here on on Pax East because it's yeah. it's so chill. Don't say that until after next year. Coming <laughs> Thursday next year, <laughs> guys. It's busy as shit. Stay home Thursday. Yeah, stay do, home. Not home. do not come Saturday. Thursday. Yeah, Saturday is the slow day. <laughs> That's the day where everybody decides. Ah, you know we've had enough. <laughs> Thursdays. There's no developers. Thursdays. They don't sell Nobody's shit. Here. There is one CRT playing Duck Hunt. That's it. That's and the there's another home. stand selling Beanie Babies. Yeah. Stay home. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, oh man, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Nick was here, and um, so Kyle and I like, we get checked in, and yeah. we head over to uh, the convention center, and get in. You know, you go through the checkpoints. They make sure you're not fucking strapped, and um, we get inside, and I'm just kind of like taking it all in. It's a huge convention center. The Boston Convention Center it is, is fucking Be- enormous. Beautiful though. Yeah. So. Like, I'm just kind of checking it out, and, like, <coughs> at this point, I'm very much an out-of-towner. Like, oh, look at the big sign. <laughs> look big at the sign thing. saying, look welcome, this is crazy. <laughs> Kyle's like, yeah, come over here and look out the window. You know, and, and we're we're going towards the window to look down on the convention center. And that's when it, like, really hit me, like, holy shit, like, this is 
big league. Like it is, dude. Like when you look down from the lobby floor onto the convention floor and the expo center floor, and it's like you're seeing giant signs for uh, you know Devolver Digital and Discord and Team Seventeen and uh, Intel. Astral. Not just, I'm, not just. I'm sorry to interrupt. Not just. It's not just the sign. No, but it's the, it's the also stands. like the full setups that they have, like full castles. Yeah. Full fucking full Nintendo had a castle. Yeah. Full size statues that they have. Uh, uh, Nintendo with their full Animal Crossing village out yeah, front. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, whole village. Yeah. Like they 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 pull all stops. Like they don't yeah, play dude. stops. They just they just go all out for this thing. And like when you see it, yeah. you see it on TV and like streams and everything, and you're just like, that's cool. No, but when you when come you here and you see it, it, you're just like. This is the shit. Like, like this, this <laughs> is amazing. Like, it's incredible when you see this thing, especially for the first. Like, I was. It was my first time last year. And I'm sure you're gonna test your first time. You probably had the same feeling. We walked down, just like, wow. You know, like this yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, and then like you know, I, I look and I, I look down in the center, and Larry and Studios, uh, masterful studios behind the Divinity Original Sin series, Dra- uh, Divine Divinity, all those you know, all those classics. Have this giant castle in the middle of the floor for Baldur's Gate 3. Spoiler alert, I ain't waiting in fucking three-hour lines. I'm going to save you that anticipation. Um, yeah, I think we can get that negative out of the way right now. Any any of the big games that you saw, like there was Doom, um, Doom. there was Animal Crossing, there was Baldur's Gate, there was um, a lot of like the heavy hitters. Yeah. Well, well tell them about what happened with the, the, the uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, reservations. Oh yeah. So oh, all right. So God. like anyway. So there was all like you know 180 minute wait. And to me, like a 15 minute demo is not worth 180 minute no. wait. No. So Nintendo tried to do something that was very similar to like the Disney Fast Pass, where mm-hmm. you would sign up ahead of time and you would have a specific time where you could go. Great idea. I, I think they failed though in the way Shit they implemented execution. because it was between two, three, and four when like their their floors open all day. <coughs> it should have been one per hour to be honest because like there there would have been a steady flow of people mm-hmm. going in and out. And I think more people could have experienced it because you had the regular line and then you would have had the fast pass type line, which they called it the warp pipe. But um, so Al and I actually were waiting yeah. and we were we were refreshing. You know, at, at, five, phones, at yeah. four fifty nine, like, right refresh, refresh, refresh. We hit it right at five. At first, all three were available. You hit three o'clock, or no, two, was it two, three, and four? Yeah. yeah. So two was out, like instant, you know. And then we, so we hit three. Shit, that's out. You hit four, boom. Before five oh one, all three times were sold out for Animal Crossing. And yeah. Like, I know Animal Crossing is a big game, but I don't see it as big as like a Doom or like a. Uh, it's always Baldur's interesting Gate, to me, or like a Baldur's Gate, or like a, like what was the big one last year? Like, uh, they had Yoshi Store last year, but like anyway, like any kind of big like. Like, if they had, like, a Modern Warfare-type game or, like, one of those big hitters, you know, like, those to me are heavy hitters. To me, Animal Crossing, I didn't think it would sell that quick, but... Oh, it was instant. But it did. It was instant. It it attests to the crowd that comes here. It's not like a joke crowd. No. It's a a lot of people. There's thousands of people And you really got to come here with a plan. Like, okay, if you want to hit one of the heavy hitters, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, um, Square Enix was another one because the Final Fantasy... Um, seven demo that that you had to get a ticket for and mm-hmm. and that sold out instant yeah, too. Was gone. Yeah. Instant, so yeah. you really got to have a plan to get there early to be there first. If you don't get these things, so you can bum rush whatever you want to go see. Mm-hmm. But I so, would like that's that I feel is the is the is the negative of this thing. Like you come here to see the big things that happen in the new things, but I don't think that should be the main reason you. Come I was going to say so. I I want to counter that because. I figured that's how it was going to be. I figured that everybody was going to want to see. All those big things, and the wait was going to be atrocious, no matter what plan they had. And and so I made a decision really early on before we came here. I was like, 
the stuff I really want to see is going to be that studio that no one's ever heard of, but I want to get my eye on that game that's going to, like, man, this this has got my heart captured, obsessed. Like, I want to play this game when it comes out. It's from this, you know, small studio. And I got to talk to the developer, and, I, you know, I could totally understand where he's coming from and relates to it. That's the experience I wanted. And I have to say, for my first time, I got that tenfold. Like... I, I accepted pretty much the, the second we got here. I'm like, I'm not going to go see the Baldur's Gate demo. I want to. Like, everything we saw on the game, like, oh, yeah, and and, and uh, actually, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, just to, to follow up, and like, it wasn't even like a demo to be actually played. It was, you, you were filed in, you know, you could see it when, the, when they opened the doors and let people in and file in and went out. That it basically, it was a set of benches, and, and you'd be watching whatever. Uh, now, I know they debuted it on Thursday. I actually missed it. I didn't realize they, they I think they had a panel okay. at PAX on Thursday that debuted, you know, like, I think the gameplay. I think it's what it uh, is. What okay. Um, and then they, they have behind closed doors at their booth with a three-hour wait. I think it's that same thing, that same experience. Yeah, just showing it over. It's just showing. So you're not, you're not even playing the game. You're just you're just seeing an exp- you know a curated experience of you know whatever the Baldur's Gate right. thing is. Now, so oh. I, well, I was just gonna say, and so like the other option you had, and it was the one we took because it was a very short line to just get your picture taken <laughs> next to the giant mind player statue with uh, some really cool cosplayers just decked out. Yeah, that was a badass looking. Scene. Oh, it was, it was awesome, and they like they were all decked out in like the D and D wear, uh, taken by a professional photographer. And you got the picture for free. I mean, it was free marketing for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, we got a nice card Fun to it, like really go through cool. the features of what the game was. And I'm telling you, just this, the info we got on Baldur's Gate three, like this is going to be great. Like I'm excited to really like check this out, and, and I'm following it more now than I would have prior. So to bring up a point though, like so generally on the floor when they have like the indie games and they have like the big sellers and like you know Nintendo, Microsoft, and everything. Generally, what they do is they bring a, a playable version of the game, whether yeah. it's like a ten-minute mm-hmm. demo, full mm-hmm. game, whatever. Don't you think something like that would have been better sitting in a theater, one of the theaters that they have at the convention center, where like a mass people could go? Because I think that would have diverted a lot of people off the floor for that, oh, and they man. could have had something better there or something. Yeah, a little I mean, more. Decent. I mean, I know it's whatever they pay for. Yeah, packs gives, but I think that's something they could have been like. Like last year, they did the. Um, Borderlands 3. Yes. And it wasn't a playable demo, but like people sat and they could see yeah. a visual demo of it. And like something to me like that would have been perfect for a yeah, visual so I, I, I demo. I think they did that. Like they, they okay. kicked the whole thing off because all day Thursday, you there was no, like, you know, they had the lines, you know, prepped and ready to go, but the signs were basically like were capped. It won't open until 4 p.m. Now, you know, like, I didn't know, you know, what the deal was, so I, like, kind of ignored it and was, you know, kind of scouting other things that you had, know, you know, many other interests. Like, you know, whenever, you know, like, you know, Al, you approached it the right way in terms of, like, you know, when you come to PAX, don't come for one thing. Cause they're, no. They're, they're, right. Like, right. You're, you're bound to either get disappointed or wait forever just to see that one Dude, thing. It's crazy. No, it's, it's absolutely not. Disney line crazy. Your, yeah, your best, yeah. your best <coughs> example is when you're like, it's like, it's like a Disney line for yes. a video game, and, yeah. and that's totally true because we were at Disney last year, mm-hmm. and there were like ninety minute, one hundred and eighty minute waits for yeah. some of those rides, Absolutely. and it was the same. Doom hit one hundred and eighty minutes just to play the new Doom. Yeah, one hundred and eighty minutes no. for a fifteen minute demo. I'm not gonna do that. If I was twenty years old, didn't know any better, I'd probably do it. But like, and I'm not even trying to sound like a dickhead. But when you hit thirty eight years old, you're like, that's one hundred and eighty minutes of my fucking life that I could be walking around and checking out all this really cool shit. And like, that's usually like usually that'll be the people you'll see in line. It'll be the very younger crowd. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Like I'm I'm all for that. Like if if that is what you want to see, 
please go do that. I'm just saying somebody at my age and my state of mind, like, especially being at my first PAX, I didn't want to stand in one place that long right. when there was so much more shit to see. Right, but I think you bring, you bring up a great point because, like, they had a debut much like the Borderlands 3 thing last year. Now, I think, I'm trying to remember, I don't think Borderlands last year had a full-on booth. I think they had, like, a merch booth. Right, but they had the they had the theater. Debut but they had the theater to debut like the whole like you know big gameplay of Borderlands Three, and you know obviously that went online soon afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got I, I I haven't checked to see if uh, the Baldur's Gate Three stuff is like I I, I want to say it's probably not since they have you know it's got closed soon. door type of thing. But yeah, it's got to be, soon. and probably whatever it is will be online. Oh yeah, um, but yeah. the theater thing isn't isn't something new. Like uh, actually, another uh, game on the floor today or. Uh, the, Packs this year was uh, Kerbal Two. Uh, yeah. They did the same exact thing where they have a nice. You go into the nice like theater, like it looks like you're going into a capsule, and like and, like they, they go all out for the booth. I'll, I'll give them that. One. Oh yeah, yeah. That booth. But you're dope. going in and you see like again a curated presentation, which isn't bad. Like you get a feel for like what they're trying to do with the game, and you know like the the Kerbal Two thing again. You know they didn't want any cameras, but you know you can describe like basically they went through a whole bunch of their features. They went through some like silly you know kind of like behind the scenes that were failing, and then. What, what their devs are working on. A lot of cool stuff out <coughs> for Kerbal 2. Yeah, it, yeah, I can't wait to play they're that. They're going to lower the bar a little bit. Thank God. Of, like, you, don't no longer, you no longer need to be a rocket scientist. We have no idea how long it took me to get videos oh, yeah, yeah. were because people had no idea what <laughs> like, they were doing. Let's just so, drop these rockets off. I think they should still have, like, like they have, should just have full simulation mode where you oh, yeah, should yeah. be that smart, and then yeah. they should have a mode where it's like a little bit easier, but uh, you just want to, like, I, chill. And for what they described, the basically, that seems to be the plan in that there's, the UI will be a little more helpful in terms of, like, building and like they had like a, a, a blueprint mode where instead of working with like a 3D object and you know like if you miss this one fin you know you're gonna go craning off into who knows where sure. now it's like the blueprint will be like I want fins like this uh, all around it it's like it'll design it kind of the way you want you know right. maybe it takes away from like the hilarity of like it took me it's still probably be pretty funny but, don't get me wrong I mean, yeah, it's a yeah, funny yeah. game by nature yeah yeah exactly so it seems like they're taking a lot of the feedback and just again proving it like it looks fantastic they're, they're gonna have you know so like Kerbal had you know you got to the the moon and uh, and uh, I think one other planet. I think no, you, you could have been, you could now like go to pretty much whatever planet in terms yeah, of solar, solar system. Yeah, the same solar system. So they're not only having even now, Uranus. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm back. Kyle's <laughs> back. <laughs> Um, but you, there's going to be interstellar, <laughs> and they're actually going to have like time acceleration because you know, obviously like they do much very much real time. When it yeah, comes yeah. To one. Mm-hmm. Kerbal 2 is like, yeah, you can't spend years waiting for your, your ship to get to, you know, another solar You know sure, one guy sure. is going to do it, though. One, or one person. <laughs> yeah, someone's going to, yes, realism mode, yeah. And it'll be a constant Twitch stream. <laughs> it'll be like a desert bus. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, he watched this all on Saturday, not Thursday. So come Saturday, don't come Thursday. Yeah, don't so come <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, right, right. Saturday. <laughs> Air quotes that you can't see right now. Canter day. <laughs> nobody but, um, comes here. Yeah, so they're doing that. There's going to be on-planet colonies. There's going to be space colonies you can do. Like, they're, they're just blowing out. It looks fantastic. Um, I can't remember if they had a date, but I think they had some, like, early alphas scheduled for later Coming this up. year. That's yeah. great. No, so, I, I love that series, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So so let me ask you guys, yeah. uh, and since, the, since I, mean, I know we're going to get into the games here in a couple minutes, but, sure. like... What was your favorite booth based off aesthetics alone? Like aesthetics, aesthetics alone. Oh, that's good. Because I have two, um, and one was one I never would have thought I would pick. But my first would be 
Larians. I loved the yeah, castle from Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Gate. nice castle, yeah. That was really well done. Uh, my second... Not Geico. <laughs> that was the weirdest one. Man. Yeah, like I did not. That, that just that did not belong. It's because they 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 probably helped support. Yeah, they were so a yeah, sponsor they're, they're or something. So, yeah, I think it was like, like Rocket League. I think it's what they're probably. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because they did have the Rocket League yeah, yeah, lined yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good point. My second one would probably have to be. Was it disintegration that had that giant ass ship outside? I don't even know what the oh, game. Oh was yeah, about. it was like yeah, a, that was like cool. some kind of like hover ship. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what the game was about, but they had this really cool looking hover ship on the outside. Cool. I never got to check that one out, yeah, um, was, uh, but I'll uh, Google that when I'm under Private Division, which also did Kerbal Two. So okay, yeah, I would say I would say Private Division probably had. Uh, yeah, I'd say they had the best one. I would That's say some... Larian came in at number two. Yeah, like Private Division, definitely. Uh, I'd see a top runner because it had yeah, it not cool. only that the hover bike, but they had a really good uh, you know outside for Kerbal. Yeah, yeah. so they had the that was great for, for Kerbal. Um, some other notable mentions: Final Fantasy VII had like a yeah really that big cool motorcycle. Bike. Yeah, that was cool. Again, it, like I was surprised because like you said, Square Enix pulled out. I'm like, oh, we're gonna have like just empty space here. It's like no, they actually no, there was no empty had, space. They had a good presence. Uh, now, obviously, their their panels were canceled, and you know any any extraneous stuff. But their showroom floor, the expo floor, was actually you know, super crowded. Yeah. and you know just hopping and bopping. Um, that was, and that made me really, happy. Really it was good, good to see. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to steer clear. I know I know which one you're going to bring up, so I'll, I'll steer clear. No, no. Which one? Which one do you think I was going to bring? Up? It, the, it was the, the one with the boobies. The fuser, yeah. <laughs> like that. That was just an intense. So I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, so I'll get into that. that but yeah. yeah. Boobies. What was it? Boobies? <laughs> if there's boobies and I miss boobies out, I'm going to be pissed. So you better tell me you're kidding. And did you actually? Oh, no, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of boobies. Some you wanted to see. Some. You yeah, that bird station they had in the back. I missed bird the boobies. Station. Yeah, I mean, you ever the northern breasted booby? <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I thought you meant legitimate <laughs> boobies. Yeah, I mean, you know I'm a 12-year-old. I'm right? back. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what was your other one then? Did, did you say what it was? Uh, oh, no, no, it was, was Fuser. It would have been like you know, the front runner. It was just a sure. huge, huge stage. And it was yeah, really so crowd, much energy crowd in that. Drawer. So I'm actually going to get into that. That's that's, and yeah. Maybe I'll just jump right into my game. But yeah, I'll, no, I'll go, go I, that actually brings up three because... Um, I thought the XCOM, the booth itself was kind of boring, but today they actually had the cosplay. They had these uh, a group of aliens come, not XCOM, uh, uh, destroy, destroy all, all humans. humans. Destroy all, oh, and yeah. they had the aliens. I've seen pictures. I never saw them like wandering around. But you... so, so they were there at the booth, and okay. there was people laying down, and they would point their guns, oh, and like, the nice. people would act like they get <laughs> shot oh, shit. with professional photos. Okay. And so, like, I thought that was a really cool touch of of, of a really silly, ridiculous game. Right, and right, it was right. the whole scene was just insane. But you know what? <laughs> like the people taking the pictures were having fun. The yeah. people involved were just having a yeah, blast. Yeah. And like okay. that, that's what this shit's about. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just everybody's just there having a good time. Like nobody, no judging. Like everybody have fun. No, so, it's, yeah. it's like you're. It's that like was, this is my right. people. Like right. that's you know. It was it was a fun scene. But as far as setups, I'm gonna go with um, first. I'm gonna say the Nintendo went all. <coughs> oh my god! god. Yeah, all Animal Crossing. They had the village. You're right. The whole village of Animal Crossing was out with like a tent. They even had Isabel running around. Which, by the way, she kicks everybody's ass in Smash Bros. I don't know. Like you know when you unlock a character. <laughs> you know when you go to unlock a character and yeah. it's like a new challenger approaches. She beat the fuck out of me and I have a championship fucking belt <laughs> I stood there like I was like what the fuck 
was that? Like, she just kicked the shit out of me, you know? So, like, I have a new respect for Isabel. Like, yeah. I, I will never say, like, yo, you're the mayor. Fuck it. <laughs> but she, uh, but anyway, they had someone dressed up as her in full costume. They they went all out. I mean, they really went all out with, yeah. with this yeah. animal costume. You're right, you're right. And, it was, it was a, beautiful. It was a really cool setup. And like I don't it was care. a whole scene, grass. I, like, yeah. I don't care what you think of the whole Animal Crossing oh, thing. Oh, I've got like, a, I'm going to pre that. It's childish. I don't give a shit. It was a really awesome scene. And Nintendo, even with their um, their Yoshi's Woolly World last year, they didn't really do that much. But they had more games. Yeah, but backdrop, but that was it. <clears throat> this, the, but I think they focused more on the Splatoon last year and the, the Smash yeah, Brothers yeah, tournament. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they had a lot yeah. of Splatoon stuff, no, this, and figures, right. but like, but this was they, they did a really good job, I think, in, in, in like bringing your attention to this colorful, yeah. this bright color where there was a lot of dark and like adult themed things. They had this yeah. childish, oh, like this it was childish, welcoming, like it just made it you want to walk up to it. Like I, I was just thinking about today, like I'm pre-ordering that like as soon as possible. I want to play that with my kids. Yep, like my kids are gonna love that game. Amber, I love it too. My wife will love this. Yep, and like they sold that. They sold they that in one fucking like, display, dude. It was I'm gonna perfect. It. I'm going to play it. Like, I'm not a big Animal Crossing fan. Like, I've never really got into it. But like, oh, even fun. I'm like, you know it's what? I'm going to get fun. this because I watched the demo and I'm like, yeah. it just looked like a game where I could sit back, yep. drink a beer or two, and just chill it's out. So chill. Chill. Like, it's a good after a crazy week of work. It inspired Stardew Valley. I mean, you've yeah. got to look at it like that. And Stardew Valley, Valley is the sit back, drink a beer, and chill game. And this, like... This looks like the culmination of the very best of, of the previous iterations of that series. Speaking of sitting back and drinking a beer, cheers, Al. Cheers. And what cheers, a Nick. Weekend. Cheers. We'll pretend. Tink. <laughs> tink, tink. So, um, so yeah. anyway, so so just to get into my third, and if you guys don't mind, I'm going to talk about the game here a little bit, too. Yeah, no, please okay. do. So, I'm going to agree with yeah, Nick. Yeah, well, let's, let's get into our games. I'm going right. to agree with Nick on um, Fuser. Uh, and, yeah. and it's the first couple times you walk past it, it was just this big, weird, angelic, angelic statue. Yeah. And you're like... Yeah, you know, you walk past it a few times, and I was like, "That's cool." I mean, it's a huge oh, statue, and, and, like, and the enormous. screens, and like the people were there, and they were really, yeah. and there was music playing that was pretty cool. Like, it's something you could really, like, you know, tap your foot but to. The energy there, people were, dude. It was like a crowd cheer, dude. Yeah. So while you guys were at a panel today, yeah, I'm walking around the floor just putzing around, and like I heard a lot of people cheering, and you go over, and I don't know who this dude was. He was some kind of known DJ or a developer that really knew the game. But yeah. uh, so those of you who don't know, it's a game where you have like. You have the the bass from a song. You have the melody of a song. Um, you have like the guitar or a different type of melody, and then you have the vocals from a different song. And you can take four different songs, or you can take two from one song and two from another. It, it, it's weird mixing. You f- fuse the uh, music together. And, that sounds so cool. And yeah. uh, so walking past, and I think we all agreed. We walked past thinking it was just another stupid. Yeah, it was just game. another rhythm game. Yeah. But, but we sat and like when I sat and watched this game, so they had this DJ playing. They had sparks shooting out of the angels. Um, <laughs> oh man! Oh man! And, and, like, I fog, and like I was actually like so. Uh, full disclosure: I used to go clubbing out in New York City a lot, right? Like a lot of house and trance music, and and like the way they were dropping these beats, it was like it was Billie Eilish. <laughs> Um, and then there would be a beat from like 50 Cent in the club and just to tell you how weird it was and then they would take the melody of um, um, what were those two dudes that used to sing and they were like brother and uh, they, were, they were uncle and son it was you know what I'm talking about like, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry you guys had to hear that but, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I'm talking about and then they would be dancing so like it was I can't think of the name um, Los I, whatever Los Lonely Boys no not Los Lonely Boys no but um so it was that House Rock or what was it LOS LOL or LOL 
Yeah, LOL. Yeah, LOL. Yeah. yeah. So it was them, and then like, boy, and then it was like the the most awkward part was it was those three things, and I was like, all right, like the the Billy Eilish thing works because it was sped up, and then like the the Fifty Cent beat was pretty good, and then like you know you put LOL in there, and it was like, dude, this is pretty badass. And then out of fucking nowhere comes Smash Mouth vocals, <laughs> and they drop it in there, and like, and I'm like, dude, how does this fucking work? But it sounded awesome, and it makes it, it, it made it seem like anybody could sit there and be a DJ. And and I know Nick and I had a pretty lengthy conversation yeah, about yeah. how this would be a really cool thing to Twitch, yeah, because you could Twitch this, and someone having like, I don't know, like someone's having a little house party, like, ah, right, let's play something different. You can now stream Twitch. And like yeah. I would be the guy playing the music for somebody that I don't even know where the fuck they are, yeah. and they're yeah. playing this music that I'm dropping, and they might be having a good time because you can adjust pitch, you can like drop when the bass is going to hit because you know like you can really do some really cool the stuff with these licensed photos. That's right. really that's <laughs> fucking <laughs> awesome. But uh, it turned out to be when, when when all of that stuff was involved, and they had the sparks, and they had this the fog machine, and the people were like cheering because like you know. When when music hits and and I'm gonna sound a little cheesier, but like when it, when you really feel that music hit, when it like, hits, you get right. excited. When it hits, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah, I was just like, I scream like, yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! No, but it's a rhythm game. You know, music. And again, for it was, someone it like me awesome. who didn't go to see that all weekend, walking throughout this conference every hour or so, well, like there's there's crazy. Noise. You would hear yeah. a crowd. Fucking eruption! It's the only way I can describe it, and it sounds like it sounded like somebody just finished a set. I've gone to many concerts in my life. Yeah, in a in a it's exactly big, it was like yeah. a little concert. Yeah, like, yeah. Awesome. like a big stadium yeah. or a big area, not a stadium, but a big room where there's you know, say there's 500 people there. I mean, we Nick and I used to be in a band. Like mm-hmm. when you finish a song in a so big like, house it, yeah. and like you just hear. 500 people start going like it's that's incredible. what you heard and I'm like, like what the, what the fuck is going on over there and I got to see it and like, oh, Blake, at least one of us got to like explain yeah, it to, like, to, to, to everybody yeah. and I gotta tell you like it was I'm, I'm really stoked about that game now I, I'm, not me gonna too. Come, I'm not gonna me lie too. Me too. And, and I'm gonna say it did look a little silly because the guy was acting like a DJ like where he was like trying to get the crowd up you know his right, arms right, were yeah, up yeah, yeah. and then like instead of like twerking little like not twerking tweaking little um <laughs> Dials, you know, yeah. that they always make fun of DJs for, and said he'd like grab this tiny little Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that looked a little silly, but like you could really sit there and, and, and fuck around and make some really oh, cool man. stuff. Like it could be like anybody that's just not used to doing this. It gives them a really cool opportunity. I want to, I want to get my hands on that. Well, I wonder Which, if you could use and yeah, yeah, like, we'll we'll probably talk about it later. But uh, the, the um, old oh, what was it? It was it was one of the rock band accessories. DJ Hero. Uh, D- but yeah, DJ Hero. They had like the turntable act- buttons. Did you see the game that was actually mimicking that? Like they had a new game that was there. Oh, did they? That actually came with a peripheral okay. that was very similar to that. So maybe which is interesting because DJ Hero kind of tanked. I mean, yeah, it was, it was like here and gone. It was like, like DJ Hero, yeah, DJ Hero two, and it was gone. And and it was weird to see someone come out with something that was very similar. That not not this Fuser game, but something different. It was an indie, oh. and they had their own little peripheral where you could go and, and I mix. think that, but I think that's what's going to make Fuser more successful it's not is because it's controller driven right it's it not sounds like a stupid, gimmicky but thing. A, perf- a peripheral and I, I hate to I hate to say it this way like Rock Band kind of got it right because the peripheral was well, in such a way where drums or it guitar, didn't right? I, yeah sure. it didn't like isolate people out of it but even like when you look at DJ Hero yeah it's just two turntables but for people, even like me, like yeah, I've played guitar, I've sang, I've played drums. But you never really. But I've never done guitar, tables, right? yeah. You know, and like even a peripheral like that, I look at that and I say, I have no idea what to do with that. You don't really but, want to anyway. Like it's. But just that's but yeah, but that's my whole point. Like 
With a game like Fuser, they hand me a controller. I know what to fucking do with that. Right. I've been doing this and, shit since I was five. And for me, who's been... And listen, I'm, I've never been a known DJ. I don't want to sound like that. I used to do house parties at Kutztown University and Friends House and shit right. like that. But it was always just really super chill. His I, his best compilation was the Blue Oyster Bar theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, when Proctor came in. <laughs> Proctor, my boy, what's up? Um, <laughs> When, uh, but like, it's something where I don't have, like, I sold all my shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have kids, I agree and agree. But like, I can go back and play, and, and play around like I used to. Yeah. And just for myself, though, and just enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's something where it's, you can take new music, and if they start putting in things like Dead Mouse, yeah, and, like, and, and, and different, <laughs> different mixes and like <laughs> different types <laughs> of music, and you can just play and see like how it mixes. Oh, man. I mean, they do a lot of it for you in the software where it's like, okay, we'll, we'll match that beat, yeah. we'll match that But that's that really sound. fun, though. Like, but, I'm going to have a blast with that. Right. And you like really enjoy it, especially if you can record it and go back and listen to oh, what sure, you did. Yeah. Like, that would be a really that, cool I, I, I would I would make the prediction now and say that's probably going to be like the big Twitch slash mixer sensation. I, Next I'm, year, I'm planning on doing it. When I'll do it comes it. out. I'm planning on doing that. Yeah, yeah. Rency table time. Let's yeah. do it. Retro Rency table time. Retro, <laughs> retro Rency. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, retro Rency the hoo. Rency. Rency. DJ, DJ Rency. Where's my Rency's at? Rency. Uh, that's amazing. Oh, oh shit. man. All right. So, that, how do we want to do the game list? Then? Should I like run down my yeah, games and then? Yeah, yeah run down your list. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, this is in no particular order on favorite and not favorite, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say the first on my list is Haunted. Um, that was so Haunted cool. 86, actually. Uh, yeah. That was, um, it's a guy, he had a Haunted 85 last year. 86 is the new one, but um, it's an 8-bit, straight-up Nintendo game. You can buy the uh, cartridge. No, What's your, Is that your beer? Yeah. Oh. That's my damn charger cable. Yeah. Uh, I'll get, so, I was, was going to get you their name, the studio name. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's right here. I have it right here. Um uh, Haunted Halloween 86, The Curse of Possum Hollow by um, Retrotainment Games. Retrotainment, yeah. So they were there. They had a booth set up. There was three games. This one kind of caught my eye because I like Halloween and I like like mm. haunted-style games. It and it would almost look like it was a side-scrolling beat-em-up. The guy almost looked like um, River City Ransom type. Mm. Yeah. And uh, they went through and beat up the game. The, 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 the devs were super nice. Um, they were awesome. They actually Big had, shout out to them. They had phys- Yeah, all of them were too. Because yeah, they, they had three great. separate games. They had a, a, an open world game, which I, I actually am like going to talk about. Trophy or no? I'm going to talk about it in a future episode. But, um, okay. Uh, but uh, this one this one caught my eye because the haunted theme, uh, it came with the Nintendo game. You, I got a full... Booklet, I got the full box. And, and to be clear, yeah, the NES game. This is actually like the Nintendo. Like cartridge. I have yeah, to put it a, in my system yeah. to yeah, play it's it. It's a Nintendo cartridge. And uh, this guy really is heavy on his own manufacturing. He does a lot of his own, uh, you know, creating these games. Yeah. And not just the games themselves, but also the, the hardware. hardware that you like play he does on. the hardware. Yeah. So you can get it on Steam. You can get it on Switch. But mm-hmm. um, the cool thing was you could actually buy the. The cartridge, and I know some of our listeners that are hardcore know that there's plenty of other companies that do stuff like this, but you don't normally see it at a PAX type set, yeah. setting. And the first I, I can recall that they they sold the physical media there yeah. of the retro console. Yep. Like it'll always be like, yeah, here's a Steam, <laughs> which is a great topic yeah. for our later discussion yeah. tonight. Yeah. 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 So that 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 one was on my list. Um, silly game of the expo. Uh, I'm gonna call political knockout. <laughs> oh, I got one. So, so you got that one. So it's 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 um it's Mike Tyson's Punch Out style game, but it's all on the political 
uh, the the election year political knockout. Like so, yeah, it's, you're it's, playing as one of the candidates. It's free on iOS. It's free on um, Android, and I'm not giving them a free plug, but the dudes were super nice. Like, yeah, they, yeah, were, they were. Like, cool. It's it's free to play. Yeah, they just like here, grab this iPad and play. Take pins. Let's shoot the shit about the game. Like, and their timing is perfect. So obviously, yeah, and the, it was hysterical. Obviously, the last guy to knock out is Trump. <laughs> I don't hide my political statements. Uh, fuck that ass. Fuck that guy. Um, but the fact is, so you fight out with Jeb Bush. And they, they, and they, name, him, they name him Jab Bush. Jeb Bush. And his brother, uh, you know, GW, pushes him out. So, like, go out there and fight. And you just go and you beat the crap out of him. You unlock Bernie Sanders. So, like, you have Bernie Sanders, like, you know, like Little Mac, but it's Bernie, you know, with the crazy hair. And your next fight is, like, um, Alexandria Cortez. Yeah. And the best thing about it is, like, they, they got their mannerisms and the way they look, like, perfect. So, like, you know, like, she she's the type of person that, like, I got to have the last word, you know. And, and I, I love her. She's great. But um, it's funny because you knock her out and they count to ten. And she goes, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> so, like, so, like, she has the last word of the fight before you're completely done with her. And it, and it was perfect. I'm like, you guys nailed this. This is a great fucking game. And it's all like you know, swipe based. You know, you swipe yeah, up yeah. to hit high, you swipe low to hit the oh, holy like jab bush you're hitting funny, with kneecaps. And, and it, it was super fun game. If you have like, if, if you're only the type of person that plays mobile games or like you, you only have like five, ten minutes to play to knock someone out, that's a perfect, perfect game. I'm checking for it right now. So <laughs> I discussed Fuser. Pathless was one I didn't get to play. It looked very um, mixed between like. Um, I don't know how linear it is because I didn't get to play it, mm. but it, it had a little bit of a Breath of the Wild style to it. Okay. Um, okay. It, it, it looked really neat. Um, a lot of running and shooting, bow and arrow. Platform? Uh, pla- uh, wasn't platform. It looked like a no, more of an open like, type, like, like oh, an open uh, type Kyle, world. On which platform? Quick, quick correction. Oh, pl- I think it's, PS4. Uh, PS4. Election year knockout. I did say election year knockout. No, you said political knockout. I said political knockout. knockout. You're right. Yeah. All right, I'm, election year knockout, my, my mistake. That's okay. I'm downloading it now. I just wanted to make sure... So right, yeah, that, but yeah. no, no, Election yeah, you guys should definitely uh, downloaded it. it. Was super fun for a couple minutes, you know. It's, yeah, it's and again, just to, just to extra push the, the devs of that were were so nice, man. Yeah, super super cool. Yeah. So Pathless PS4, that's PS4, the platform. Okay. Um, I'm it, if it does well, I'm sure it will expand. Yeah, it'll be somewhere else. Yeah. Um, it looked like a super fun game. I wish it was a 90 minute wait, but the the the, the queue was always capped. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's something we didn't talk about. So the line, once it's a certain length, they yeah, cut they it. just cut it off because that way, because if it gets too long, people can't walk through. It blocks. Yeah. 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 So, one thing I will commend packs about is like, they are good with that. It's they, annoying, but it's they're annoying. Good. But they, they yeah, will but make sure like there is pathways for you to at least move. Like you will be, you know, Saturday you'll be shoulder to shoulder. Oh my god. Um, but uh, you know, like you know, maybe like, shoulder, shoulder, dick to butt, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll compress you too. Yeah, they sure do. Like, oh but, yeah, if but you're waiting for, if you're waiting to get in somewhere, they'll be like, wait, 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 you have elbow room, ass to mouth, yeah, ass to mouth, ass to mouth. But yeah, they'll, they'll cap lines and like they'll have enforcers kind of you know you know complimenting you know uh, the personnel at the, the booth. Yeah, too. no, they were awesome. And usually, they were the, awesome. The, the people at the booths are also pretty well informed. Of they are, and they're you good. Know, it's like, hey, you know, we got yeah. a crowd forming. Can you either line up or it's like, yeah, it's like we're kind of capped. You got to come back in an hour. To that. Yep. So Pathless was good. YouTube it. Um, you'll get a good idea of what it is. The art style is really awesome. It's, it looks it's, great. It's my style of game. Like nice. it's it's perfect for me. So I'm probably gonna pick that up. Another one. Um, I wish they would have gave me more time on it. They only gave me a ten minute, which I understand more people need to play it. But um, Foregone, uh, discover more, discover more at. Oh, anyway, that's the card. Sorry, but um, that yeah, looked Forgone, cool too. Foregone was pretty cool. It was like you you have you have shooting elements, you have uh, sword elements, and that's um. 
I'm also going to go on a little tangent here. That was kind of a theme of this one for indie games. A lot yeah. of 16-bit style retro games, and I think... Yeah. Tons of them. It was uh, kind of cool to see. It was very cool to see. Uh, a lot of side-scrolling. I wish they would do a little more than just side-scrolling. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was very yeah. it was very heavy on the side-scrolling 16-bit. Yeah, it was like Raising Hell. That was a, a side-scrolling 16-bit. It looked cool, but that was like that was like one of what, like 15? It was a lot, and I got to like, tell you, this, yeah. this one was a little more... I don't want to say unique, but it was a no, little that different. No, that with, one looked cool. With the sword and the guns, and you can upgrade. So it was there, there was the way you could upgrade as you're, as you're leveling. Um, yeah, that definitely looked cool. So check that one out when it's ready. I don't know if it's out yet or not. It might be on Steam. I didn't really get to talk to the devs too much. But um, it was it was a good game. It had a nice little crowd buy it. Um, Rival Mega Gun was actually my surprise fun game that I found. Oh, I didn't see that, that one. Nobody. Uh, it was one of those, you know, like you walk through and you see like a controller just sitting there. And you're like, oh, I'm going to check this <clears> game out. Yeah. I'm going to try Rival... Uh, I, I, I picked it up, and it's kind of like mix of... Um, like, you're playing Dr. Mario, you clear a couple, and oh, then... it's out now. And some of, the, some of the blocks go over to the other side. Yeah. Think of that with vertical shooters. Um, oh, yeah, you were talking about this yesterday. So you get combos while you're shooting, and while you're doing that, enemies will flip over to the other side, and you build up a meter while you're doing this, right? Oh. And so, like, you know, when you're, you're playing a vertical shooter, and eventually there's a big boss. Yeah. Well, you or your rival become the big boss, whoever can fill that meter first... You hit the button. Now you're the boss. So it's a multiplayer game. Yeah, multiplayer or CP. Like you can play CP, but but you can play online. But that would be fun to play with like somebody else. It would because like let's say like you and I are playing. uh, My meter fills up. I I hit the specific button. Now I'm your boss, and you have to beat me while I'm shooting you. My health bar is ridiculously high. It's out now. Like we should. hmm. It's it was um it was surprisingly fun. The the controls were good. There was quite a few different like types of weapons and characters that you could be. that's that sounds really fun. I recommend checking it out. That's if you out like on all vertical. systems. It's out on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Yeah, check it out. Um, if you like vertical is. shooters, absolutely check it out. And if you like, that is for Switch, that'd be one fun to play. I yeah. can actually use my friend code for something. There you go. That yeah, number I'll never know. fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever remember. Um, um, let's see. Uh, Bladed Fury was another side-scrolling sword play game. Um, I would recommend picking that up on sale. It was not bad, but I wouldn't. I don't think I'd go out of my way to purchase it for yeah. price. Um, Streets of Rage Four. I will say these guys did it right. You had one level to play, and then you were out. But that yeah. line moved so fast. I mean, yeah. I thought I was going to sit and wait. And I pulled Let's my face switch it. Out. Any, anyone our age wants to play the next Streets of Rage. <laughs> I actually, I got teamed up with a guy who just played it for the first time last week. He played oh, Streets really? of Rage oh, wow. Two for the first time. I'm like, dude, your mind had to be blown by like. Like, the game itself is cool. It's side-scrolling, but, like, the music. Like, the yeah. music of Streets of Rage 2 was always, like, huge to me. And they still yeah. play it in nightclubs. Like, they mix it in there's certain clubs you go oh, to. Nice. So, um, that was a fun game. I think I'm going to pick that up. They have a really cool system that's different where, like, you throw one guy into another and they... Oh, that's it's, cool. You can do, like, some cool combo between your two guys, which you couldn't do before. Right. So That's very cool. cool. And um, just to wrap it up really quick, two games I'm excited for that I did not get to play... Um, I'm probably the biggest Doom fan in this room. Easily. <laughs> I can't wait for Doom, the game where you're the fucking boss. That's why Heavy Metal's playing all the time, because yeah. you're the boss, you and they're the, coming after you. The Eternal, right? Or yeah, yeah, like, oh, dude. Did you play Doom 16? 2016? Uh, uh, I did. 16? It was very good. Oh, it's very, the, very, The latest very good. one. It was the new oh, one. It's the one where you kind of wake up, like, and they're like, oh, what is, you know, it's like a whole thing of, like, who are you, and, like, you're escaping out of a lab. Yeah, that was really, really good. It was 
excellent. Yeah, it was a great, great Bethesda great nailed game. it. Bethesda nice. nailed that one, and there was yeah. no glitches. Well, they so, got something working. They're right, they got one. <laughs> they, got, they got one thing in three fucking years. They Good fucked job. up the original Dooms when they released it, but at least they got that right. At but least this, you got this one right. This guys. looks into following suit. Like it looks, it looks. Yeah, pretty no, good. Eternal looks very good from everything I've seen. So, and um, another one I didn't get to play that we talked about already: Animal, Animal Crossing. Something I'd never I, played. I'm, I'm, I'm pre-ordering actually, that. I'm excited to jump into this one. And well, and here's the best thing. I don't know if you ever, since you've never played these, like. With our friend codes, like, I can scooch over to your place and, like, fucking plant shit or, like, write fuck you in your grass. Oh, great. Um, no, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of what makes it fun. Like, you no, can, that is kind of fun. I would totally laugh if I signed on and it said <laughs> like, fuck you the? and then, yeah, like, like, if you know, you smiley let, face. If, if I remember like, correctly, oh, like, <laughs> you can let, like, friends, like, go onto your island and stuff. Um, but it's always been a really fun, chillaxed, like, hangout game. So I'm, I'm kind I'm of... With that. I'm really looking forward to playing it because, like, Stardew Valley... I've easily got over almost 200 hours into it over the past, what, four four years? I mean, tr- I was working at Penn Treaty when that came out. Wow. So it's got to be at least five years. Yeah. And I have tons of hours into that game because that, it, like Animal Crossing, is the kind of game it's like, I'm just hanging out. I just want to, like, I just want to relax. I don't want to, like, get stressed out and, like, shoot guys, you know, shoot people around corners and, ah, and, and go nuts. I just want to, like, sit, play a game, and chill. And that's what that game is. I can't wait to play it. It looks great. It does. So I can't wait. So anyway, there was much more games there. There was a lot more games that I played so that were fun, but I would have to say like that. stood out to you. These yeah, stood out yeah. to me, and, and I noticed, you're going to notice a theme, I think, between the three of us that are a little different. Where, like, <laughs> my retro background, I think, mm-hmm. is, is going to play into a lot of my games. So a lot uh, of my games... Mine might be fine. Yours are, you know? yours, yours are going to be similar. <laughs> I'm not saying, look, like, I think we all have like a similar style of game mm-hmm. that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. You want another one? Please. All right. Um, I guess I'm the beer bitch, uh, but anyway. But I, I'm gonna be. I, I'm gonna try to fall into a lot of the 16-bit style. Um, you definitely play more of that than than eight, I. Did. Eight, I played a few eight and 16-bit style. But yeah, you you really got a good full dose of that. I think going forward, I'm gonna try to focus some energy on like the indie. 16 yeah, yeah. bit yeah, style, no, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, and bring that please to the do. table please because do. Was, yeah, like even last year, like there there was there was a start to kind of like the, this, you know, you know. I know we throw around retro a lot, but it's basically for us retro is you know the eight bit, the sixteen bit, you know. But like, it, and, and PlayStation, me, and, like I, I would yeah, say, it yeah, goes yeah, up to yeah. about PlayStation. But, but let me yeah. emphasize though, it's it's not just the games of the past. One of the things that I've said, even when I reach out to developers that we talk to, is it's not we're not we're not just like reaching out to talk to you about the past. <clears throat> we're, we want to talk about the games that are now inspired by them, mm. and this year. I think has really shown we've hit kind of this really cool golden age where making these games as new in this style is really hitting stride. Yeah, like there's a lot. A lot of more stuff. this year than last year. Yeah, I can, yeah. I, I, I yeah can there's definitely growing movement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's we'll follow let, uh, now because I always go last and then I fucking ramble. At least if I know <laughs> if, you're, if you're coming, I'll, I'll keep it quick. So I'll go to my uh, we'll go to my next. Um, one of the first things I saw uh, to kind of stick with the PC end of it, and um, Nick and I hit the Kickstarter booth this morning. Mm-hmm. Cool booth, by the way. Yeah. Oh, they, they did great it really booth. well. With they, the well, they had a room. That was the best part. Yeah. Kickstarter had a room next to the Bobcat Theater, um, and or Bobcat Hall, whatever the hell yeah, they call it. Was it was the Bobcat Theater, yeah. Bobcat Theater, and all they did all day was like every two hours. They would cycle out, like, five projects. There would be, like, two or three tabletop games that were in a Kickstarter or just finished a Kickstarter, and then there would be two games 
that are yeah, two either games. Yeah. in the midst of a Kickstarter or just finished or or the Kickstarter's going but they reached their goal or whatever. Like I, I don't think I ever saw anything today that hadn't reached its goal yet. Yeah, and I, I think I wanna say it was new this year. The, the guy that was talking to us, I think it was new this year in terms of how they presented yes. the rotation. Because in previous years they always had a Kickstarter room. Yeah. But it was jam packed with like, you know, every, you know, I don't know how many ever many they had, but it was always yeah, it no, felt this like was overloaded. curated. This was, was like curated. Yeah, yeah. It was curated and again that rotation was nice because it, it, it allowed for you just kind of like walk in real quick. You could see the board game. You could see the video games, and it was a lot more relaxed. In in oh yeah, like I, I'd say I'd say more room, but there was more room to enjoy whatever. The, yeah, the you could sit, you could watch, you could jump in and play. There were a couple opportunities yeah. we had where we could have jumped in and played, but I was more interested in just kind of taking a look at it. So we saw a game this morning, and, and I've said this a few times. Like I really love games like XCOM, like turn-based tactical strategy games. Um, and I love cyberpunk stuff. Mm-hmm. Shadowrun, yes. obviously Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I looks think awesome. you know that looks amazing. I love that genre. I, I you know I read Neuromancer when I was like ten years old, and we saw a game today called Cyber Knights Flashpoint, which had a, a sort of XCOM feel to it, but it was more stealth emphasized. Where you're running a, a you know a cyberpunk mercenary outfit. Where you're kind of deciding like which contract you want to take to like which faction or, or organization you want to do a run for, and like you're gonna piss off other organizations, but then like as you you pick your run that you're gonna do, uh, factions that you've built up favor with, like if you built up a favor with a, uh, it's not Lone Star, that's the name of the Shadowrun police. Star. It was like the, uh, they mentioned like the Brave Star. Star. It was like Brave Star or oh, something. Star, yeah. That's what they called their police, and it was like you might have a contact over in Brave Star that you can call and say, hey, we're gonna be making a run over here. You know, Thursday this time, yeah, yeah. Uh, disable half the security cameras. And then, like, you and your, your small squad can go in, t- do what you got to do, get your money, get the contract, and, and get out. I love shit like that. And what we saw today, like, they they reached their Kickstarter and then some. I want to say at this point they probably raised three times yeah, as, as much as they were looking for. Yeah, like, five days left, so yeah, and the, how the, fast we'll get this up. But. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the developer we talked, yeah, they have five days left from today. Today's Saturday, what, the 29th? Yeah. And um, the developer we talked to was super cool. You could tell they are, you know, cyberpunk Shadowrun lovers through and through, and it just showed in this game. And uh, backing in a Kickstarter, I think I dropped like 25 bucks, and I get the, the digital game and the soundtrack. I mean, we've talked many Yo, times yeah. how much we love soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they couldn't have been nicer, and the game looked awesome. Yeah, super like, good dudes. It had a really cool graphical look to it. it you know, it's not, it's, it's not fucking Cyberpunk 2077 graphics, but... It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. And for what it was, it looked awesome. The campaign side of it sounded so great. And uh, I cannot wait to play it. So, yeah, that's Cyber Knight's Flashpoint. I uh, can't wait to get a bit, uh, another look at that. Um, I'm going to also add Haunted 1986 to the list. Um, we went over. I talked to the developers. Um, I watched people play it. It looks great. Uh, some cool, like, side facts. Uh, the, the developer for Haunted 86 is from Pittsburgh. There's a lot of, like, Pittsburgh locations, references, and... Um, they were just really cool to talk to, and you know, so me kind of doing my usual schmoozing. Uh, talk to them. We reached out on Twitter, and I'm actually gonna uh, get them on the show at some point once they have some free time. Because I, I, you know, yeah. this whole process of like, they're they're manuf- they're making games on a platform. Yes, we can get them on Steam, but I, I want like I would love to understand 
You know, what's that drive to make this on that physical cartridge? Like, knowing, like, that's a labor of love. You're doing something that is costing... Niche people are going to buy that. Niche people are going to buy that. You're not going to make millions off that. Me, I'm going to buy that. (laughs) Right, but but to me, that's like, you're radiating a passion as a producer to people like Kyle, who have that passion as consumers. And I would just love to hear that story. So I can't wait to get them on the podcast and talk more about it. The game itself looked great. Like... It's one of those games, like, if you remember towards the end of the Nintendo cycle, you saw games that were really starting to max out what that system can do, and you're like, wow, 8-bit can look pretty fucking cool Mm -hmm. in the right hands. And that's what that game looked like. I can't wait to play that. Um, Another one um, that I uh, really, really enjoyed, and this is actually out on Game Pass right now in early preview... And uh, we wound up going to the stand for it and talking to, I guess, some press reps. Um, I, I'm sure some people listening have already heard of it. Is World of Horror. Um, mm-hmm. This game is on PC Game Pass right now. It's kind of like an early preview of what the game's going to be, and there's plenty there as is. It is awesome. It's one of the most unique games I've played in a while. It kind of reminds me of like the old Nintendo games like Shadowgate, uh, Deja Vu... Uh, where you kind of have like the panel that shows what you're looking at, and then like you can do certain things, um, but it's all based on like old Japanese horror visuals. And now we learn some interesting facts about it. Like, oh, well, again, some more features. Like every time you play it, it kind of randomizes what your game is. It's like the one I played before I went to PAX was your. Uh, investigating a school because your friend disappeared and they left you a diary and were supposedly killed by a, a scissor woman, a woman with like scissors and you have to do a ritual to banish her and so you have to search the school for the right symbols that your friend left behind but first you gotta find their journal and then you could get into a fight uh, with some stuff roaming the halls and then there's like a Lovecraftian god just looking down at the school getting ready to like eat it and destroy it and then there's like a fighting interface that's kind of Final Fantasy where it's like you can choose to attack or do a strong attack or find an improvisational weapon and there's like a random dice roll that you might find like a bottle on the floor or something. It's so unique and so fun and the story changes every time uh, that I could see. So uh, World of Horror is great. And then we learned the fun fact when Nick and I went to their booth yesterday. Uh, Obviously, it's a very one-bit graphic like those old Mac and PC Mm -hmm. computer games. Uh, it looks beautiful, though. Like, if you look at it, it, it looks great. Yeah, like a modern medium. version of that. Yeah, like, it's a modern version detail, of that. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's done by one developer in Poland, and he's a dentist, <laughs> and all the art's done in <laughs> MS Paint. Dentist. Like, the art and the interfaces are all done in MS Paint. Yeah, it was like, that's wow. incredible. When you told it's me that, I was like, yeah. So you picked that little spray paint can. Yeah, just... Yes! And it's beautiful. Like, if you look at the, the screenshots for World of Horror, and it's like, this is all MS Paint bitmaps. And it's That's insane. beautiful. Um, yeah, so I'm really stoked about that. But I would say the highlight of today, uh, Nick and I and Kyle got there early. And we were in line last night to see the documentary, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about next. All three of us will talk about next. Uh, you know, you meet your people. Uh fellow geeks and some are more in the weeds than others but you know we you meet you meet unique characters and we were talking to somebody in line last night and this person mentioned yeah i was at the astral booth and astral is in like the headphone makers and so yeah everybody's over there playing modern warfare and predator was wide open Hmm. and i'm like 
Predator? What? He's like, yeah, like Predator, like based on the first movie, Predator. I was like, all right, well, that sounds cool. So we like made this note. We're going to check this out today. First thing Nick and I did when we got here today, we went down the floor. We're like, all right, where's the Astro booth? We walk over, and there's a group of people playing. Four people were playing as the Marines. There was four separate little booths. And then one person's playing as the Predator kind of off to the side. And so they can't see each other, right? No. So they can't. Well, if, if you turn, if well, I turn right, around, right, around nobody's doing yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was the first. Well, I'll get to that. But I gave the Predator <laughs> a little. Over I, here. I gave No, I gave the Predator a little fist bump in the shoulder when he ripped my head and spine out. Um, Sweet. But, um, yeah. You sub-zeroed so, your ass. Totally. Uh, so we, we're looking around, <laughs> and there's like a spot to queue up. Nobody's there. So Nick and I look, all right, we just walk over, and we're standing in front of the, the queue spot. And the developer comes over. This guy could not have been nicer or cooler. He, he was awesome. He was awesome. Uh, I think it's a company from the UK, unless it was just him. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely from the UK. And we were just shooting the shit, dropping F-bombs. And the guy was just like, he's telling me, he's, like, he's like, it's just 30 bucks. And he's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. He's like, you can get the deluxe edition for 50, 55 or something like that. 45, 50, yeah. And we're like, well, what's in that? He's like, oh, I don't know, fucking <laughs> extra guns or some shit. <laughs> It was really funny, dude. Oh, sold. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up. It was so funny. Like he was just like, nah, just buy the fucking regular game. But the greatest thing was, so this was a pre-alpha build, and before I go into details, there's going to be a like play test version on March 27th for PC and PS4, mm-hmm. and like everybody can jump up on it, you know, jump on it and play. So. And he said it's going to be way better than what we played today. And if that's the case, like what we played today was fucking great. So uh, I'll start with that. So we're waiting in line, and we're just about ready to play. The other group's finishing up, and um, a group of veterans from Stack Up came, and it was awesome. Like they came up. I, obviously, I think they they had you know planned to meet up with this developer. Yeah. He's like, hey, you know, you guys mind if if they jump ahead? Of you? Like a, a fucking course not, man. Like yeah, go ahead, go yeah. play. And it's a great organization, by the way. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I thought it was great, and and. It was great for us to just stand and watch and watch people play it more and kind of see, you know, what to do. And so, you know, these guys from Stack Up hop on. You got four on the Marines and one on the Predator. And, like, watching these guys, like, coordinate and play. The group before us, the person that was the Predator won, it was like, oh, oh shit, all right, yeah. And then, like, these guys are playing at one point... Like, all four Marines had cornered the Predator and just blasted him to shit. And it was like, wow, all right. And Maybe it's not so hard. <laughs> right. It's not so you tough. Got, you guys probably walked in there like, yo, we're fucking this guy. Nick, yeah. and I, Nick and I were like, we know what to fucking do. So they finish up and... uh and in there. Like, so, like, we're standing there, you know, we're watching this. And also we look behind us. And there is a fucking line now behind us. Yeah, was, oh, like, yeah. Like it went from like it went, it went from me and no, Nick. A word spread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now there's a big line behind us. So they finish up. We step in, and uh, two other people went to the marine, you know, things uh, behind us. Uh, Nick and I are standing next to each other. You got video for that. You'll have to. Yeah, yeah we'll throw the three sixty. He'll throw. He's got a three sixty video of him and I playing. You won't really see much of the game, but you'll see my fucking <laughs> like fucking me going nuts the whole time. Um, and then the uh, guy behind us was the Predator. And that was the most fun I think I've had this whole weekend where it's like, it's it's one of those like 4v1 uh, games like Left 4 Dead or Friday the 13th where, you know, one yeah. person's playing a very overpowered, you know, a very strong unit and everybody else is coordinating against it with objectives. And ours, like we had this objective where it was like, you had to restore solar power to this thing. 
Then you had to bust into a server terminal, excuse me, blow it up, and then uh, <laughs> hack into a satellite or something to upload a virus. All the while, you're dodging the Predator and uh, the Jungle Commandos, which are NPCs that just kill you. Yeah, they'll shoot at anything. They'll, they'll shoot, shoot the Predator, at the they'll predator, shoot at they'll us. Shoot at you. And probably, that, you know what? I don't mean to interrupt. No. That would be a really cool like way to like use that for your advantage if you're not the Predator and you're hunting him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, to, to, to get the NPC involved, to take him out while you're taking him out. Like, that's... that's well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that, because you guys talked about the game. I didn't know you could use him... Against the predator as well. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like that's and the a thing is cool like thing. you have a little meter. It's like an Assassin's Creed when something starts looking at you. You see like a thing that starts building like ding, ding, ding. And if you get out of their view, the 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 NPCs won't shoot you. But um, it it was like what what was really trippy was, you know, if you've seen the movie, the predator has yeah. that laser sight, and. Yeah. So like the Marines, you're on the ground. You're you're in the jungle. You're 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 darting. You know, back and forth, tree to tree, going into buildings. The Predator can go from fucking treetop to treetop, branches like it's nothing. Yeah, just like I mean, you think oh, oh, you know, it's not the same thing, but almost like uh, if you ever played Assassin's Creed, you know, just kind of like the the the, the, uh, the third one is roof, rough, yeah. not roof, but. Um, yeah, roof, roof jumping. Well, like, and the, the, the parkouring. Yeah, the parkouring. Yeah, the tree top running. It's in a tree. Yeah, and you're like... Yeah, it's fluid. It's very fluid. Right. Well, the Predator was more intuitive. Where, like, Assassin's Creed and the other ones, the old ones, you had to, like, have five buttons pressed. Yeah, yeah. This is just you slam the stick and you go. Yeah, And, um... But, like, so he's up in the treetops. And it's just like the movie. Like, if he's close and he's in the shimmery suit, like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, he's right there! Holy shit! Yeah, and you're like you're, you're looking at the shadow, and you're like you're firing at it as best you can, and it's like. But like, what what really is trippy is like he'll be up in the tree, and then all of a sudden I hear somebody, "Oh my god, he's on you! He's on! You, he's right behind you!" And you look, and he's got that fucking laser sight on your buddy's back, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh shit!" And you're turning around, you're shooting at him, but the problem is then the NPCs have that laser sight too, so <laughs> yeah. it's like, "Oh shit!" And now you're blasting at a commando, and then the predator's laser sights back on your head. It's like, "Oh fuck!" And like, see, I would just like if, if we were playing and like lasers running you, I just turn and run. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but that's later like, on. That, that's how he gets you, like, because because the predator kind of like has this like you know. Eagle Eye View. Sure, he wants you to split. And, like suddenly you're running off. Like, oh, now I'm gonna get you. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> I'm gonna be in, I'm gonna be in the bushes shaving yeah. until the razor breaks. You would be like the one guy we had on our team today. He was just going, "All right, I'm covered in mud." <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's you, what I would do. Yeah, you cover yourself in mud. He's like, he's like, all right, I've I've covered in mud. I'm like, all right. He's we, like, we didn't know how effective it was. But <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Was he, the, was he the first one out or the last? Because, I mean, you can debate uh, on how effective it was. the last one out. Because, like, yeah. see? like I never effective. got mud covered. Like, you know, you got taken out. Of the I never got covered. You probably couldn't see him in his infrared. Yeah. So yeah. That's well, that's probably what it was. But, like, yeah, he could see me for sure. Because uh, he got me. <laughs> and, um, Were you the first one out? Yes. Oh, that's the first time that's I was, yeah. But then there's like an element to it where if somebody gets to a certain point, we never figured out what that was. But Nick and I were one of the first to die. And then he's like, hold on, I'm reinforcing you. Like, the one, the one kid that yeah, was playing yeah. in front of us. And we're like, what? And all of a sudden, and we respawn back oh, in. Oh, that's we're like, cool. So you can get back in? Yeah, yeah. so it's like you're not right. having an entire round. Like, okay. like, if they can definitely get boring. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, they can get, get to a certain point. Like, no, we're like, we're like different people at yeah. that point. We're reinforcements. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we almost had him. I think we almost had him a couple times. But uh, the commandos got us in the like, end. I was unloading full clips of the Predator. Like, like sure. Like, and you sure can tell, like, which is how it is, though, in the movie. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. He's unloading, but it's... And he's just, like, ripping my goddamn spine out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, he can down you, and, like, you can down him. And if you don't go finish him off, 
He'll come back. He'll come back. Okay, but he so can he also down you. Too. He can down you, and like people have a chance to come revive you. But then if he comes over and hits an action button, then and he's, he's like, spine chink, yeah. chink. All right, now you're hunted. Like you're literally yeah. like that. Now you're now. Yeah, and wall. your skull, yeah. your skull goes on his belt. Right on. That's awesome, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, would you say it's it's slightly better or way better than the Atari Jaguar? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, this... I'll, I'll I say think, it's way better than the NES version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you showed me that this weekend. It's like, I why, is, why is the alien head floating around like a ghost? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. No, I would definitely... Uh, I would definitely pick this up, though. We I had a lot... I think we're all going to pick that up. Yeah. We had a lot of fun playing that. Sounds like a... Well, and, 30 uh, bucks is an easy buy. That, and, sounds, yeah, like we should, that sounds like we should be streaming this, though, oh, too, yeah, when yeah, we come yeah. out. Like, oh, this yeah. going to be funny. Yeah, that's a $30 buy, except for the extra shit that we don't know what it is for the 55 uh, but no, this is look it up. <laughs> this is definitely worth it. We really had so much fun playing this day, and this was just the pre-alpha build. Uh, the one coming out for the test version is going to be much much better. Apparently, yeah, yeah it played great. Like, but it played wonderfully. Yeah. Like there was no problems, there was no bugs. Um, I, I thought it was great. So yeah, that's that's high on my radar. And then uh, other than that, uh, we can get into like panels and the stuff we saw after that. But let's go to your games, Nick. Yeah, well, a lot of it's you know, you know what you guys said. You know, Ali mentioned the World of Horror. You know, I'd never known about this game, but I, like it had a very unique visual style. Like instantly does, seeing the booth, yeah, it does. and it's like I, I, I got to check this out because it, it looks awesome. Like I mean, it, it, it's it's one thing where it's like you look at it and like it just it just looks terrifying. Yeah, just from the get go, it's like okay, th- this is this has got me on a, on, a, on a good level. Uh, we talk about the Cyber Knight Kickstarter uh, thing that looked great. Yeah, Always love a good XCOM game. Uh, let's see, I think uh, some things uh, we didn't talk about. So again, still in the indie booth. Uh, there's a game called. Well, I, there, I think there's two games. I have no idea if they're actually related. So there was Door Kicker, uh, Door or Door Kickers, yep. so, yeah, which looked awesome. It's yep. kind, of, kind of an eight bit looking you yep. know, side scroller. So that that piqued my interest. There's also a Door Kickers two. But it's slightly different, so it's more like a top-down almost. Door Kickers Two was like Police Quest SWAT. Yeah, that, that was the best way to describe it. So you, you control like a squad, and it's like RTS style top-down, and basically you're controlling like you know soldiers going into. I mean, you look like Afghanistan or you know, you know Iraq or something, and you're taking out terrorists. Uh, and basically, you could pause or play the action, and, you, and when you're paused, you could kind of set up like routes for them to take. And then when you press play, they would take those routes, and if enemies are in front, of them, they would just like you know automatically shoot and engage. Uh, you could like breach doors, windows, things like that. And it was like really cool little tactical, you know. Yeah, it reminded me of Frozen Synapse. Yeah, yeah, kind of like on those lines. So yeah, it's definitely on my radar to to continue to check out. Um, the one right next to it, funny enough, another one, uh, Stronghold, uh, Stronghold Warlords. Oh yeah, I got my free I thing for Stronghold Crusader too. I got to make sure. Yeah, that. so if you're into the Stronghold series, definitely re- recommend checking out another RTS. Um, but Warlords is kind of set in kind of a... a I think it was... Faux Ancient China. Yeah, Faux Ancient China, like Ming Dynasty, I think it was. Yeah. They were talking about... Um, and, you know, there's going to be a huge campaign. Um, and, yeah, yeah... Sandbox mode, map editor. Yeah, yeah. Whole, whole it looked great. Stuff. It looked great. Yeah, graphics looked fantastic. It played really fun. I was actually surprised. Uh, so, you know, I'll be checking, you know, checking on that a little more. Um... Uh, again, these, surprisingly, these are all like in the indie, you know, yeah. mega booth. Sure, in the, the center, indies yeah. were great this year. Yeah, like really, really good turnout. Um, yeah, Rising Hell was another one. I th- yeah, it, that's what it's it Rising looked, Hell. That know, looked awesome. Metroid looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, more sixteen bit. You know, kind of looking game. 
Um, I think you were playing like some kind of like demon possessed guy and like going through hell itself. So, uh, I didn't get the like the story on like what. Yeah, I didn't really but, catch that, but the game itself looked like a lot of fun. Again, yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. Uh, let's see what else? Uh, we got Unbinary, which is a VR looking game mm-hmm. uh, made by Brazilians. Apparently, like you know, I, was, mm. I was talking a little bit, and you know, it was kind of like you know, a little bit broken in English. But uh, it's like don't mind Brazilian right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, meat yeah. sweats from tonight, man. Yeah, we Fogo de Chao kicked our ass. That's right. Woo. It's like we're one of those meat sweats. So. And uh, I'm sorry for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. You're not. not but you will be. <laughs> I'm sorry for the plane tomorrow. <laughs> we're gonna be grounded because of Al. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'm too fart to fly. <laughs> too fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, like I didn't get too much out of this game, but it looked it looked kind of neat. There's a lot of like object interaction. I think they have some stuff later this <coughs> on like, some alpha stuff. So uh, dude, I'll keep it on my radar. Just it look, you know, the visuals looked interesting. Uh, one that also showed the Iron Oath, uh, which well, was I didn't see a, that one. yeah, yeah, there's the uh, hexagon. Uh, oh yeah, 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 that did look cool. Um, so yeah, again, it was kind of like an adventure game, hexagon, uh, hexagon based. Uh, I think turn based strategy. Uh, again, kind of a 16-bit looking uh, style, you know. Maybe yeah, that, that shit was in full force this year. That was so cool to see. Um, and I think that was about it. Let me let me look at my photos. There was Aside a, from Cyber Knights, you were there. Oh yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that looked great. There was one more I actually like to bring up. Did you guys see the uh, the Brawlhalla? <coughs> the what? It might be Brawlhalla too. It's um, it was a clone of Smash Brothers, but okay. uh, the characters. I was watching some guys play, and someone was Macho Man. <laughs> so like, you can play as Macho Man, and it, it was very clonish of um, Smash Brothers. But uh, I might actually pick that up because that looked like a super fun game. I think it's the second one that's out. I love any Smash clone, um, but this one like the done char- right at least. The characters looked funny. Yeah. Uh, the, the weapons were like over the top. It, it just looked pretty cool. So I think that's Macho another. Man Randy Savage or Super yeah, Macho. No, Man? No, no, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah, I mean, the that was the one I saw. Had like Nikolai Volkov, uh, or no, uh, uh, one of the Russian guys from. I don't know Tomb Raider was in it, not Tomb Raider, but um, uh, Lara Croft. Lara Croft, like a, a spoof of Lara Croft, was in it. Uh, it was like an homage of you know the the characters that I'll you know that and with, with, with with Smash Bros. That, that looked like a pretty fun one too. One thing, one game I will add though uh, to the you know kind of lull factor. You know, there's always one one game that catches your attention. Like this is the most ridiculous thing ever. Who's your daddy? I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was I did watch say, that today. I was about to say competitive that? parenting simulator, but that's the tagline. Yeah, that's the tagline. That, that game that looked, shit looks so There were so many laughs coming from that booth. Yeah, it was just like, like <laughs> so off the wall. So wait, could that, so now I was watching them play just so I could be the baby, you could be the parent, and you got to stop me from doing what I want. I, th- I think so, because I, I think when we were watching, like, I, shit, that I, would I don't be funny think they're on the same too. game, but I think the idea is like, it could be, yeah, exactly that, competitive parenting simulator. So you could either play the baby or you know the dad. I don't know if they plan to put in like a mom or something like that. I would expect so. But yeah, it's like I think the idea is like you compete against each other to like you know the baby's trying to like terrorize the entire uh, house. I'm telling you, like as, 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 as parents, I think Al and I could really dominate as the child. <laughs> yeah, like, just because we know what they get. I into. know what you're gonna <laughs> right? do. Like I know what you're gonna do. I know I'm what you're up to. Like so, like you know, and it's funny because another parent oh. will be like, "Oh, I know what that kid's gonna do, and I'm gonna do the complete fucking opposite." Like, <laughs> Shit, you must yeah. destroy house. I will. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, that game would probably be re- another one to really funny like the oh, stream yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. streaming yeah. just. Taking oh, turns dude. The three of them. Everybody really standing fun. by that booth was cracking up it was every really time we funny. were over there. Yeah, really that was funny. funny. 
Yeah, th- yeah. I, I had it noted down as competitive parenting simulator. I'm like, yeah. what was that called? <laughs> that was Who's the, your daddy? Who's your daddy? And what does he do? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that'll definitely wrap up the games themselves. But I mean, this is just such a tip of the iceberg. There was a yeah, lot of there was a lot of cool stuff. Board I, games, video games. I mean, it was <clears throat> everything you could possibly want. Yeah, there yeah. really was. I, I would say the indies were huge winners this year. They were good this year. Just yeah. so, so much stuff. And, um, again, just seeing so many retro 16-bit uh, style games. And, uh, I don't know, it just felt like a really cool year to be here for the first time. There was just so much great stuff to yeah, see. Yeah, you picked a good year. So... Uh, but yeah, I, I think we'll move on to panels and uh, stuff that we saw. Uh, there were some really great panels this year um, that that I got to attend, and uh, part of it was last night. All three of us went. My only panel. Uh, <laughs> My panel got that, canceled. Oop. It was a yeah, you're, oh. yeah, you're one, one NES one, right? Yeah. Oh, figured, yeah. So the but it, but the I, movie I, dra- I dragged you guys to this one. No, no this it, was it, great. It was well worth. I, like, really I had no it. idea like what it was other than like the preface they had in, in, sure. in you know on the. Oh, and talking so, talking to my wife tonight, she remembers the guy from Salem. Yep. So, so I'm I'm a big fan of Pat Contry. Um, uh, and it's funny because I I started watching James Rolfe and like you know in great video game nerd. You sure? And eventually I got into some other things and I got into um game game chasers, yeah. which I was telling you guys about last night. And Pat Contry was always on the show, and he was always kind of a, uh, just like this 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 douchey kind of. Dude, that was always picking on him, you know, yeah. like, oh, I got this game box and you can't have it. <laughs> I like, yeah. a jerk, but then like I started listening to his podcast and I started watching Pat the NES Punk, and um, you really kind of learn like the dude's pretty insightful about oh, he knows his about shit. gaming, the, really the industry, um, pres- preservation. Him and Ian Ferguson, they're, they're huge on game preservation, and like once I started listening to him. About like two years ago, like I really got a lot of respect for the guy. Yeah. So because you know, these games are important, preservation is important. It's an art form. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, important that we absolutely. preserve it, just like any other media. That we, yeah, we I, I totally agree. So, listening to his podcast over the years, he would always talk about that he was building this, but it was never really coming out. You know. So finally, this year it was like, okay, we're it's going to be at PAX East. We're going to be you know having it. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay. That's something like I know I really want to go see. Like yeah. not only like I I want to support him and the work that and it's not just him. I for, I really apologize. I forget the other two. Guys. Kevin J Smith. Kevin J Smith. Yeah, and I forget the other guy that was there too. But yeah, because it was three. But um, oh, yeah. I really wanted to support the three of them because I, I really yeah, agree. they want a game in pill form. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was awesome. I want to hang out with that guy. But um, I I really wanted to support this whole event. So like, I thought it would be really cool if we would all go. And it was about um, I don't know one of the highlights of my trip, man. It it was about um the the state of not just retro gaming, but like physical versus digital media, mom and pop and retro game stores. Yeah, retro game stores, pop retro game stores. The future of this, it was about you know preserving games. So like you know like somebody asked a question where they they thought like it was just a one thesis type of show, but it actually turns out to be a multi factor. Yeah, I think so. Pieces to this to this documentary, and um, I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed who they talked to. Like you could tell, the people that were doing it were like they didn't want to do it just to make money. They were no, passionate, they were very passionate, about, passionate about the whole thing. I, I think um, their thesis alone, I, I thought, really showed their passion. And the thesis question, at a very basic form, is: Does this love of the games of the past die out with our generation? I think that like, depends on us. And, you know, well, I, I part, partially. But it was like, you know, does this get passed down by our own kids or 
is all this stuff Nintendo, Game Boy, Sega? Does that kind of just die off? Does like it all? You know. But then I'd argue like there's people out there that still know and play Atari that are not older than us, that are younger than us. And I think it's it was a really good question of them to ask, but I think it was kind of a weirdly reassuring thing that it may not live on in the physical form that it was. Right. And I think that was the coolest part of this movie is, and I agree with Pat, and I agree with the uh, ma- the five people that they mainly interviewed that owned the different stores, is that we need to preserve the physical copies of these in some fashion. Right. Um, for just a historical sense. Yes. But they will probably live on through some digital platform. Sure. Sure. Um, because that's because the physical one is the most in like I think we all can agree it's, it's the most inconvenient way to play like Yeah. Listen. And that's what they said. It's it's the hardest way yep. mm-hmm. to enjoy it is it's in its original form. I have I don't know how many systems in my basement. You know, like Super Nintendo Jaguar 32X Sega CD I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm missing very few of the original systems throughout yeah, the 90s nice. in my basement. So the problem is, though, like when I want to play my Jaguar, I have to bring it up, hook it up, make room for it on the TV stand, and like hook it up. You know get what I mean? Get the cables. Yeah, get, get the system out, get the games out. You like, can't run out to Radio Shack to get replacements. Time. Right. <laughs> and maybe, maybe I should say like the Jaguar is a bad example because that's like such a unique, weird system that yeah. not a lot of people have. But like a Genesis. Yeah. Genesis is something you can emulate easily. That there's, there's how many like Genesis... Emulators. Compilation yeah. games like on the Switch. There's a Genesis. Um, it's like the Sega. You yeah, know, it's, it's the Sega Classics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's on yeah Steam. so like there's so many of those where it's like you just buy that and you have pretty much the games that you're really gonna want to play if you're a casual gamer or you're just trying to relive your nostalgic mm-hmm. game system. But yeah. um, it, it's a pain in the ass to like set up my set, especially dude. Listen. There is no bigger monster of a machine than a Sega Genesis with a Sega CD and a 32X. <laughs> that thing is a beast, and they all have three separate power cords you need that are the bricks. I mean, oh, yeah. no. I mean, it's insane. So, like, as far as like the digital media, it's so much easier if I could just stream it. Yeah, or, but it's it's. I think or, they. Hit, that, but. but I think they hit the head on the documentary though, is it was like that is for people like us. Where right. we go into that store, you know, like uh, one of the stores they went into was Game Zone in Salem, and I've been to Salem a few times in my life. My wife and I went uh, before we had our first child, and we stopped in Game Zone, and it's a very unique retro game store. He's got a huge display in the front window, Dude, like it's hilarious. And the owner Neil is such a character. He's just everything you love. About somebody that's passionate about what they do. He's quirky. He's funny. He's unique. A little creepy, but in a good way. <laughs> oh, dude, but in a real talk, good way. We talked about that guy dying. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, original owner died <laughs> in the store. The original over here, right try, here where we keep the vacuum. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try my. I'll try my impressions. He's like, the original owner died right over here. Poor bastard, right under the vacuum. Right where we keep the vacuum. <laughs> right where we keep the vacuum. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, that was pretty close, man. But he's he he like I've I've met him, I've talked to him, I've shaken the guy's hand, and like he is so passionate about this subject. And like to him it's not so much the games, it's selling the games to the people. Sure. It's like he said, like and it's why we like it. Like we grab, you know, a crop a copy of Chrono Trigger. You know, in the box, and it's like, I remember exactly where I was the first time I saw this game in the box yeah. at a friend's house 
when we unboxed it and we played it for the next eight hours straight. That doesn't connect with any other generation. Like yeah. that is that is something that only connects with us. And to the movie's thesis, which and again I don't want to spoil the movie, but that was like the big question is does this die out at some point? And I, I say that part of it yeah. Eventually. Eventually. I, I mean, I don't think it's in like two, three years, but eventually like... No, but eventually, I think so. It'll be like the people who collect vinyl records. Like, yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's not the majority because, let's be real, vinyl doesn't... I mean, you let, you have to like that warm crackle of the vinyl because you're not getting your best sound out of vinyl. Your best sound is going to come out of like a CD or like, you know, the sound I think is better. Well, I don't let anyone else hear you say that. <laughs> or like, you know, they're, <laughs> they're digital. Cards, saying, or digitally, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and yeah. look, I like vinyl. I have records at home. I, I don't collect actively, but there's some that I have that yeah, I enjoy. Yeah, no, it's... But you're not getting your best sound out of a needle, I, I don't think, out of a needle and a vinyl. You're getting a cool sound, and it's a unique it's sound. It's a unique sound. But, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a very, well, it, it's a very analog sound versus, right. versus the digital sound. Like, you know, like some, you know, like I say super hearing, like say they can, they can tell yeah. that difference between the digital. You can absolutely tell the difference. And, and the analog. Right. But but I, I think it's more like, like uh, you know, yeah, you get the crackle, but I think it's just that more live sound you get out of the, the, the record versus sure. the more pure sound you get out of that's what I'm trying to say yeah, like, yeah. because look I, I mean I like like that's what I'm saying I like records I like the way they sound yeah. and it's kind of like a Coke versus Pepsi I think in, in that sense where it's like sure. it's like you, you can enjoy both and like they all they both have like their own flavor of like what's going on and no. I, I think that, that even applies to like you know the digital you know or you know digital media versus I say analog of you know, like the, the the consoles and you know putting a cartridge in that the whole like click and power on and just like that feeling that it's it, a purity it thing yeah it's a purity it is when I have to thing. fight my Nintendo to get a fucking game to work <laughs> but you get it to work you're like but when it works yeah, right it's like that, I beat you you son of a bitch you know and now they beat you again yeah but yeah that, that documentary I don't think we said it uh, the documentary is called Not For Resale Not For Resale yeah. and it's on uh, Amazon Prime I don't know if it's yeah. included in Prime it's not I don't think it is I think you have to it's at least for sale on Amazon funny yeah, enough but... it's for sale digitally <laughs> considering <laughs> they, they, did have Blu-ray. Blu-ray. they did have Blu-ray they, they did had have Blu-rays Blu-ray there they had Blu-rays um, there but it is for sale digitally we do recommend it um, they put yeah, a lot of hard work into it it was really great it was It was like what was it an hour and a half I think yeah. about an hour yeah. and a half like, yeah, it was pretty definitely long. worth a watch if you're into the history of video games and in kind of I say the future in the sense of like we said like the, the preservation and the efforts being taken to mm-hmm. you know preserve <laughs> this, this, this piece of, of Oh, media, media art. history. Yeah. Yeah, Have you ever just wondered, wondered, wondered why, why people still are trying to do that? And I think that was kind of like the heartwarming thing of that whole thing is like they're really tired of people that just they love this. Like, yeah, they're obviously not in it for money. No, they, that's what they said. You can live off of it, but it's not like you're going to get rich. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? You can live comfortably, but but um, it was uh, it was just really interesting to see. Um, and you know, there's kind of like a subtext in there of just the brick and mortar stores going away. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, and they kind of ended it with the the statistic of GameStop's mm-hmm. earnings um, being vastly under expectations. Yeah. And you know, at this point in time, we're all just kind of rolling dice as to how many months it's going to be before GameStop doesn't exist yeah, anymore. They've been shuttering, you know, because I think their figures what the 2018 number. And then I think 2019. Yeah. 2019 was, I mean, the one in Stroudsburg, clo- the one in the Stroud Mall yeah. is gone. Yeah, and they've been shuttering ever since. Uh, well, you know, like heavily shuttering, I should say. I think since November. Um, like, yeah. And so it's like 
uh, you know, are we on the last legs yeah. of, of GameStop? You know, yeah, at this a major point, retailer. It's going to be yeah, it's the major retailer. So you're looking at like Walmart shelves, Target, and Best, like Buy. Best Buy, yeah, and, and Amazon. You're talking about box stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but being able to go in and be able to see, you know, physical media, like those are the only places other than like in these mom and pops that are, you know, kind of stealing. But he, you know, like I, they even commented on this, like they're not really buying new stock. It's like, they're just dealing in used the old. And that's yeah. the same yeah. with GameStop that they make their margin yeah. on the the used yeah. the used games. Yeah. Um, and, and merchandise. Merchandise is yeah. another one. You don't see any even mom and pop store but without merchandise. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always like video games and something else. Some merchandise, yeah. which is fair. I mean, yeah, it, like it, it's a smart move. It's, it's the, it, and really like anything like that, I feel like that has to be the way to go. It has to be these, you know, dealing with video games, you know, either in even a modern capacity as well as, you know, the old and retro. But like you got to have something alongside, like either you're doing the merchandise, you're doing like the internet cafe, or, or something. something. Yeah, right. Tournaments. Uh, the yeah, guy yeah. having like community events was yeah, a big yeah. one. I you mean, draw yeah. people like, into the store. That like was... I'm wondering if could you know they, they didn't really comment on this, but I'm wondering could you see and I don't, I don't know if this even exists. I'm sure it's somewhere, but could you see something where it was like the old school comic book store where you had like the tables in the back for like a tabletop and whatnot. Could you see like something like that blended with video games of old school? You know what's really funny you mentioned that? Cloud9 Games in Emmaus? Yeah. Is that exactly. They do that. They okay. do that exactly. So like they have their comic book section yeah. and then they have the board game section and then they do like what's really cool is like Liam, my, my oldest, is getting into Pokemon. Oh, nice. Right now he's at a point where he just collects, right? So yeah. he's like, these cards are awesome. You know, look at this guy, Capu Coco. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> so, but I'm like, oh, cool. You, you know, he has a stick, but right. he doesn't know how to play. And I, I've never played Pokemon. Right. Like, I was never really into the card game of Pokemon. I respect it. I respect what it's done, right. you know, and, the, and you know, like just the, the yeah. community that it's built. On Wednesdays, they have family Pokemon night where you don't lose any cards. Like you go, you play, they teach you how to play if you don't know how to play. And it's just a community thing where people just go to have fun. And it's yeah. kids teaching other kids and families how to play. Yeah. Um, so they have that whole section. And then they do magic. They have like these weird, not weird, they're pretty awesome actually, like um, sets where you can play different like battle type games with mm. figures and stuff. Um, so they have that and mixed them in, and they just started a retro gaming area where oh, they nice. have some arcade machines now set up. They sell arcade. They sell Nintendo. They actually have a Battle Toads for a thousand bucks, making fun of that. Um, they have Battle Toads. Yeah. It's actually not for sale. They, they have it there for a joke, and and the, the guys are hilarious. Um, nice. They're really good, and and you know what? Like, here's the thing. Um, I go to flea markets a lot. I go to like March or Market Square. I go to these different places to see where, you know, if you can find games. And I'm noticing a trend, though, that Nintendo games are starting to cheapen. Yeah. And so I think eventually they, they hit a nail on the head where that's going to start being the Atari oh, that's sure. coming next. Yeah, and so stuff's going to come back down to reasonable prices. And Super Nintendo's going to come down. And it's going to eventually hit like PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Dreamcast, you know, and like I know those already have their prices, but eventually it's going to continue, and then like the next, it's just the next generation is going to want to cut. It's like any any consumable media, really, though. It is, it is, but um, it's it's just interesting to 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 see how that is, and like you can go now. Now I feel like the Nintendo games are back down to more fair prices, minus the super rare ones. Sure, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but that's it's funny you bring that up because they they're a mix of things, and it works. Like I go there for comics. Yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Flash Gordon. Yeah, because I feel and then like I go there for Nintendo games too. Like comic, 
you know, comics books, and, you know, I'm not being in a comic, but I just kind of recall, you know, even now, it's like where comic book shops, like, were shuttering kind of left and right, and they were yeah. shrinking. And you know, that, I would say that in hobby stores, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yep. you know, you, you, you go there for, like, Warhammer, or even just, like, you know, just plain, like, ship models. Yeah, or, you counter, know, whatever. counter in Strasbourg. Yeah, and, like, they would, like, collapse. And, so, uh, and, you know, seeing this video and, you know, talking with, with um, you know, other gamers even in line, you know, our discussions, like, it seems like you have to multi-purpose kind of these old, I, I see these old hobbies, so things like, you know, the model building, things like, you know, the... No, it's all the hobbies, though. The comic book right. stores, and, you know, it's like everything. Warhammer. Even D, well, D&D is really mainstream now. Yeah. Well, it is, it is but for a while, even that was... Right, that's yeah. the thing. It's yeah. a resurgence. Yeah. It's a little it's resurgence. So the question is, is it going to stay around? Like, you know, we, we talk about, like, you know, packs. Well, of, Critical uh, Role keeps going the way they are. Yeah, D&D is never fucking going away. Yeah, Critical <laughs> Role. There's plenty of other shows. Yeah. You know, there's a huge tabletop section, even in PAX East. I know West has the same thing. Necromancer, that game looked awesome. Yeah, PAX Unplugged in Philly is nothing but board games and D&D and, and I, I feel like seeing that over the past couple of years there's a huge resurgence of kind of these tabletop games in general like painting miniatures things like that so it's like could we see you know, like, like I said like could we see a blender of these stores like and I think that's the successful route potentially of like you got to combine multiple things yeah. at once you can't just in. go after one market anymore yeah, like, because that right, one market. Yeah, that's I think yeah. that might be the way to make it work. I mean, at least for the time being, a little extended. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's always going to be an end game. Yeah, there's yeah. always going to be a point where it's going to be like, all right, like this, this is it. Yeah, but, as yeah. far as you go, yeah. But there's 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 creative ways to how do you change uh, that? Right. And I think for now, like that's probably the best option. Yeah. 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 And uh, by the way, next year uh, for Pax Unplugged, I'm going to dress up like Rocky and I'm going to go Rocky Balboa and I'm just going to go punch the board. <laughs> You're pump rock. You're pump rock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did it! And then just run out. Adrian! <laughs> Go to the next one. Yeah, I'm going to get thrown out in five minutes. And forced to be like, that asshole's back. That rocky asshole. Throw him out. I'm going to have to wear a wig. Cover my bald ass head. All right. That Apollo rocky asshole's back. Throw him out. Throw him out again. Um, yeah, and uh, out of the other panels we saw today... Um, uh, Can you see parsley? I am a sleepy. Uh, no, I, I would say uh, my favorite was the uh, ad, uh, ad, adventure games. Like, mm. where are adventure games going? Mm. Uh, or adventure gaming future panel uh, today? That was fantastic. Uh, I did not know when we went to see this uh, that it was kind of being like introed and hosted by uh, Roberta Vaughn of the Classic Gamers Guild. And uh, we know her as the publicist for Lori and Corey Cole mm. of uh, Transolar Games, who we've interviewed twice now uh, for Hero U, and then we did the episode recently back in July for their Kickstarter for Summer Days. Um, so I've I've spoken to Roberta regularly um, to you know coordinate with her and you know for Lori and Corey when they were you know in the midst of their Kickstarter campaigns. Or when they were doing Twitch events to, you know, just hang out and, and, and be a part of it. Uh, and she's there, and she's up there introing this panel, which was a phenomenal panel of adventure game designers. Um, uh, Francisco Gonzalez, uh, who's recently released uh, Lamplight City. Uh, maybe not so really recently, because I think he has that Rosewater... Uh, oh, shit. I'm so sorry, man. To Rosewater... The game Rosewater something. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes uh, once we get this up there, and I can look it up. 
But uh, his Lamplight City was a really cool adventure game where uh, you could still make the wrong choices and still complete the game, which if you've ever played uh, point-and-click adventures of the past, that was, like, unheard of. You made the wrong choice, and, like, like you'd have to start all over. Um, Dave Gilbert, uh, his uh, most recent game that I played that I really enjoyed was The Unavowed. Um, Very, very cool. It's just Rosewater. Oh, is that just the name? It's just Rosewater. It's just Rosewater? Okay, yeah. You were right, right, man. Yeah, I know. I, I... I figured I thought it was Rosewater or something, but yeah, just Rosewater for uh, Francisco's game. Uh, Dave Gilbert's game, Unavowed, was really great. Uh, Julie Minamata was there talking about a game called The Crimson Diamond, which was a text parser game off of like the old uh, Clara Bow series, I think it was. Or Laura was it Laura Bow? Uh, the Colonel's B- The Colonel's Bequest was the original game, and then The Dagger of Amon Ra was the sequel. Uh, and this game is kind of based in the spirit of those, uh, where the main character is a mineralogist, uh, and, uh, mineralologist, I should say. Uh, and it just sounded interesting, like she was doing things, uh, with the text parser that was just, like, eliminating a lot of the, the pain in the ass things about text parser games in the past, where you'd have to, like, type in the verb completely, and what you wanted to do completely, whereas, like, she had, like, keyboard shortcuts and stuff like that. But the story sounded really fascinating. And uh, and then finally, uh, Katie Hallahan from Phoenix Design Studios, uh, they did The Silver Lining, which was the King's Quest sequel. Uh, I guess it would have been King's Quest Nine. Uh, un- yeah, uh, officially. So. Yeah. I mean, this was like an un- unofficial. <laughs> yeah, this was an unofficial sequel. I had King Graham had the whole family voiced by some of the original actors very very well done game and uh, it was really cool to see them like they were just you know very very relaxed very cool with the crowd and just answering some really cool questions about you know are those games uh, in you know it, is it just people hanging on to a dead past kind of like the, the movie we saw we watching, yeah. you know and it was like are these people are we just hanging on to some dying past and the most poignant thing that Francisco brought up today and it was really eye opening like you know a lot of people when they compare an adventure game that was you know if it's coming out like next week some comparisons that you know people make oh it's like uh, Monkey Island and uh, King's Quest and those are like the earliest adventure games, and like that's not saying much like nowadays because mm. the innovations back then there were were minimal. And the point he brought up was like between 1980 and I think it was like 2003, there were 300 adventure games made. Between two, 2003 to now, there was 1,200 something yeah. point and click adventure games made. So it's like, not only is this genre still alive, but it's growing, and there's people that want to play it. And you look at games like World of Horror, that's a point-and-click adventure with some role-playing elements. Like, these things are still here, and they're just they're just changing a little bit. Like, evolving, really. Like, yeah. it, it just sounded like... I think what people loved about adventure games was a good story that they could be in the driver's seat for with a character and then do silly things to see how they could kill the character. I don't think that ever goes away. But <laughs> but it was more like that and 
what I think modern adventure games have done, and I think it was the brilliant move on their part, was get rid of what Laurie Cole called the frustration of adventure games, where adventure game designers would make artificially difficult puzzles that Missed. didn't... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, it's fine. That didn't really make much sense until you like clicked on the right pixel or made a cat hair mustache. I'm sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> or you know, it, the list goes on of stupid adventure game tropes from back in what people thought was the golden age yeah, of adventure games. It was, it was games. a pixel hunt, essentially. Yeah. You know, it was a pixel, yep. not even a pixel hunt. It was like a weird combination hunt of yeah. I know I have the crowbar and the shrimp. But why the fuck would I ever put those together? That's not going to solve this puzzle. And then you put them together, it's like, ding, you got five points, and now you've solved the puzzle. And it's like, that made no sense. And that was old school adventure games in a weird way. And and I think that was what this panel really brought brought home, was like, the newer games got rid of a lot of that. They got rid of a lot of that, and they really focused on telling a fantastic story. And that's why games like Unavowed and The Last Door and World of Horror are doing so good because it's taking the very best of what made these games great and evolving on it, you know, making right. it better. And that's 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 actually a good point. I'm not really a big fan of adventure games, honestly, and I think it's because, like, like Mist and Monkey Island just couldn't get into them. But I think, yeah. like, if, if, if it took that... Because Mist, you'd put a puzzle and there'd be, like, a gear, a gem, and, like, a, a pipe... Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with that? You, you know, know what I mean? Rotate 45 degrees and the, right. and the and sun then, shines through. <laughs> while smoking a pipe. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So it, it, would, it would take... And I'm not, look, I, I know that's completely inaccurate of what really happened in this, but I never got into that stuff because I like puzzles that make sense. Like, yeah. I, I play a lot of... Yeah, I like puzzle games, but I like yeah. them when they make sense. And it's like, well, if I'm just clicking randomly... That's not me solving a puzzle. That's that's me clicking on the screen that's and just hoping I get shit right. That's you forcing your way through a game. Right. right. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a really good way to put it. Um, but if they're fixing things like that, I would totally give those games that, I, that I style of game I would highly recommend chance. the newer adventure games. Like, The Unavowed is awesome. Like, you could play as three different characters, mm-hmm. and each has a totally different way of going through the story and solving the situations. Uh, that's the Dave, Dave Gilbert game. And it's not... Uh, unintuitive, like you could figure it out. I mean, some of it requires some extra thought, which is fine. But it's one like, of those that's like fine, but all, not all of a puzzle. sudden, like right. yeah, it's not every puzzle, but even the ones that are, it's like when thought the solution, the solution has to make sense, though. That's what I mean. That's, when, that's the difference. Where, that's, no, what happens is the solution becomes clear. All of a sudden, it clicks, and you're like, oh yeah, and then you do this, and it's like, it's blink, cool, and the like, door opens, and you're like, yeah, I could have figured that out five minutes ago. Still feels good when you figure it out, though. Like that's mm-hmm. that's but that's the point, and that's. That's what modern adventure games have done, um, and I think what makes them better than their predecessors, and I think that's what's bitten um, a lot of, like, when when people make these comparisons. It's like Francisco said, like, why don't you compare them to stuff that's come out in the past ten years? Because they're done a lot better. Like, when you compare, oh, it's like Monkey Island and King's Quest. I can see where that would turn people off. Because those games had tropes where it was like, if you miss throwing the boot at the fucking dog in King's Quest V, like, you're screwed. <laughs> if I remember the puzzle correctly. Right. You know, you're mm-hmm. screwed for the whole game. After you get to a certain point, you're done, you lose, and you gotta start over. You know, the timing of you guys going to see this one and, like, limited run, it's just ironic. Like, mm. you guys go to see this. Limited run just re-released Monkey Island on Sega CD. 
So like yeah. you could totally buy a Sega CD version of it right now with case, jewel case, and everything. Right. And oh, Mist, wow. I think they just re-released Mist on all the major platforms, including Switch. And like, as cool as I was, like, oh my god, Mist on Switch? That's a really cool idea. I'm still like, no, but I hate Mist. I fucking hate Mist. <laughs> and, and one of my best friends in high school, like, it was Mist all the time. Like he right. loved that game, and he loved just exploring and clicking until he found out what was the right thing. Man, I just can't get into it. So I'm I'm really gonna give these another shot after hearing you guys talk about like, well, the adventure I, games and how they are now. So I would I, I would still steer you away from Monkey Island and Mist just because well, sure. again, I'm not to gonna, me I ain't getting. Them. I look at, I look at those through my Nintendo glasses. They were the first ones I played, mm-hmm. and I really loved them for that. But I can look back on them now objectively and say they're not great. Right. Well, that's just in the comparison. Limited in comparison run to what's there now. Limited run release Night Trap. Also, <laughs> like, let's be real. Like that's like that's that's like that a, that's a hokey type of game, and like it, it just just because they're re-releasing it doesn't mean it was a fantastic game. It was there's a reason they're well, doing no, but it because I they mean, know there's a market. They're for tapping it. into that market and nostalgia and like you yeah, know like just just, just like iconically sad game, yeah. right? So like, I, but it's just it's just interesting timing that this adventure, the the state of it, and you guys went to see that when they're re- re-releasing. Um, these these <coughs> older adventure games that they're they're gonna sell out. I yeah. mean, they're gonna sell out obviously because limited. But it was uh, it was such a great panel. They were so yeah. cool. It sounds like I you just, guys had a really good time, and then they, it's something I'm not into, and I wish I would have went to because it would have been cool for someone who's on the outside of this whole ring yeah. to right. sit in there and be like, oh shit, it's in this state, and I could have came up with some pretty cool. I questions think unavowed's on Switch. Is it? I'll check it out. I'll double check, but that was that's a really good game. I have that one. Uh, and Dave Gilbert's just he's a damn good adventure game designer and uh, all of them are I mean Katie Francisco like I I, I just started playing Lamplight City before uh, PAX so I can't wait to get home and, and play more of that but um, yeah now this that, but to wrap up I mean that was pretty much all we saw I mean we went to another one about like building you know building your audience and that was cool and it was pretty informative you know, full disclosure, because obviously we'd love to have you know even more people listen to this, and it was it was informative, but nothing I want to bore anyone here with. Um, but the, the panels that we did see, you know, when it came to that movie, and especially the adventure game panel, because again for me, it was really cool to to finally like meet Roberta in person, and you know somebody that I I felt really helped open some doors for us to talk to people that I've been waiting to talk to my whole life. Mm. You know, for games that I grew up playing. So, a big thank you to Roberta for that. And it was great to finally meet you. And and to to sit in front of a panel of four really hardcore adventure game designers that love the genre but aren't beholden to the past, I think was such a cool thing to see. Like, they respect it. They love the past. Obviously, that's why they're there. Like, they all grew up playing the same games we did. But they but, made them better. But they're making games today that are better. Yeah. Like, go check out the Crimson Diamond. Go check out the Unavowed. Uh, go check out Lamplight City. Um, I don't want to miss. Oh, go check out Silver Lining. Like, if you liked King's Quest, like there was a great. They told a great joke. Like, you actually got points in Silver Lining if you put some of the shit back that you took to solve puzzles. Because <laughs> they were saying how like. King Graham was a fucking sociopath in the King's Quest <laughs> just game. Taking shit. Just taking <laughs> shit and stealing shit from people, putting rats in soup, and like, you know, just to get fucking where he needed to go. Like, he's like a real he dick. In Genesis, where you put the rat in the fries, and then the guy eats it and barfs out the guar tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Those ridiculous things. Yeah. 
It's like, you know, adventure characters back then were fucking psychopaths. Like, they were nuts. And uh, it was just, it was really cool. It was really fun. And it was a good, kind of good end to the day. Because that was pretty much the last thing we did mm -hmm. uh, before heading back. But, yeah, I would say just recapping the, the past two days, uh, the epic odyssey of fucking getting here uh, and getting my badges to get here. Um, <laughs> getting your badge. I will never forget that face. No, neither will I. Because I know what it looked like based on the way you were looking it's at it. It's a colored drain. <laughs> Dude, it really did. Like, Alec, no offense, you're pretty white. You were a lot more white after that. <laughs> that was scary. Was, you know what, though? It worked out. Everything always works out, and we all had a good fucking time. Oh, it was great. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't exchange this year for, for anything. I no, had a really me neither. Good time with, you, with you guys, and um, uh, are we giving final thoughts here? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do that. So let's my see. final thought is, I don't care how bad your cosplay is, it entertains somebody. It entertained me the whole time. Oh, I saw a, Bow a Bowserette, yeah. and there was all kinds of shit falling out. <laughs> I, I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> this is the great... I love shitty Nintendo games, and I love shitty cosplay. Those are the greatest things, because you know what? Like, She did the best she could on that outfit, and while it looked ridiculous, like it, it was, it was a, she, she probably looked better in fishnets than I did. She was and, She wore it and, and she, owned and, it. And you know what? Yeah, she was like, fuck it. This is, this is what I did. So like, I, I just, yeah. I love it. Keep on with your bad cosplay. Hell I, yeah. Kyle loves it. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I appreciate it. bad cosplay more than the bought Superman suit, man. Right? Yeah. Did you see the bald Superman guy? No, but I saw the, the guy that literally bought like a Superman suit. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's what he was wearing in his cosplay? See, that's lame. Yeah. Like, and I mean, you know, hey, good on you. Sure. If that's what you wanted to do. But I'm just saying, that fucking Bowserette put in the goddamn time. Yo. <laughs> it was like, you know those, like, things that are in, like, the fishnet material and you squeeze, like, the pre the, the stress things and they come out of, like, the... Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, was, a little, little was, ball. Oh, dude, I was little, just... A little like, testy ball. It was amazing. Um, and <laughs> I don't know, she'll probably never listen to this, but it, uh, whoever was cosplayed as... Uh, Princess Peach in front of us this that morning. That was a good one. That was, was fantastic. And Waluigi, too. I'll give... Like, yeah, Waluigi he, was He wasn't good. getting props. But I, I, I do want to say, uh, you made my kid's entire day because they thought I met Princess Peach. And the Spider-Man. Um, did you see... You guys saw um, Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, yeah, I saw Spider-Ham. Did you see... But they were the, all of them were together at one yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, So, when we were, when we <laughs> yeah, were waiting in line, we were waiting in line for Predator, right? And we're literally talking to, the, to that developer we're telling you about. He's like... Yeah, you can hop from tree to tree. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was him. yeah I got them. Yeah, so my kids loved it. We're like talking to them. we're talking to the developer guy for Predator, and he's like, "Yeah, is he gonna hop from tree to tree?" And it's great. And holy fuck, there's a spider pig over there. <laughs> <laughs> it was like spider. Ham it was the group. Like, did he have a thing? hammer? Like, did he pull that? Like, he didn't have the hammer there, but it would have been great if he would have had a hammer. <laughs> <on his back. laughs> it was like he literally stopped mid sentence. I'm right talk. here. You could see his eyes, dude. He was like, yeah, 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 there's a fucking spider. <laughs> it's amazing. It was really funny. And I was like, spider ham! There was, and like, there's some really fun cosplay here. I wasn't trying to denounce cosplay because no, there was some... No, no, there, there was, was fantastic bit, cosplay. I just, I just think the whole cosplay thing is entertaining. I love it. And the, the people who really put time in and they're talented do a great job. But the people who aren't so talented and they still put the time in... I, I almost like them I, more. I, st I still like it too. Still right, like and like... I, listen, if if the girl who played Bowserette, who was kind of falling out, um, <laughs> is listening, please don't take it as offense. I really mean it sincerely. I just yeah. find that whole thing entertaining. It, I love, and I, I think that's why they do it. I think they know that. And like to me, like I love that. Like I love a cosplay that that somebody did homemade. It doesn't look the best. It may not even look great, but it's one of those like 
You put fucking heart and soul into that. And, like, that's something we all can respect here. It's more than I've done. Yeah. I just sat back, had a couple beers, and enjoyed it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting fun. on those beanbags like, this is the fucking greatest thing. Yeah, he fucking passed out in the handheld lounge. Just about. Yeah, no, but it, this was a great trip. I had a really good time, and it's something I'd like to continue to do every year. Yep. Uh, and this would be a great way to end it each time, I think, just to uh, hang out. But, Nick, what are your what are your final thoughts on this year before I... Uh, uh, well, I, think the I want to say this is my fourth PAX East. Now, I've done, like, PAX West and PAX South as well, so, you know, becoming the PAX veteran, it feels. Yeah. Uh, but, but every you're the, year... You're the go-to guy for this, man. He's like, got we the asked, serial number. I, mean, I couldn't <laughs> find the theater. I'm like, yo, where's Condor? And he's just like, oh, I know where he is. B2S. I'm like, motherfucker's right. b 2 I'm like, it's right there. Dead dude is right. I'm the wise old sage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She dressed like Gandalf from now on. You shall not pass. Uh, Kyle's like, I'm going to this. You shall not go to B3. It's, in it's B2. canceled. Yeah. You shall not go. Why not? Uh, they, no, canceled they canceled it. They canceled Despite having gone here you know, several years, like I enjoy it every single time. So, you know, there's, a, there's a sense of familiarity every every pack. You know, it's just like the camaraderie of just... Being in a gig, you know, I say gigantic room, but you know, the convention center just full of geeks. Like you, you yep. know, like I mean, we, uh, I, I kind of chuckled uh, on our on our shuttle rides home. Like you think, like when when you're at work, it's like you, you take you know, a, you know, if you're taking public transportation or you know, you just like hang out in the halls at work or something. Like it's just you know, for me, it's just it's boring crap. You know, it's like you know, whatever. It's not kid, boring. It's yeah. not boring at all. Like, it's actually one of the nice things about when you come up here for this. Well, that, well, no, 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 that's here. Like like you real life, like it's it's just boring as hell conversation. <laughs> sure. Like, you're like oh, you know, it's like you know, like, my kid puked all over me, and I gotta clean up the kitchen. My kid's <laughs> seven today. <laughs> yeah. Oh great, I'm fucking thirty eight. Oh Jimmy, you know. <laughs> oh, no, Jimmy they, learned how to tie shoe. No, it's like time. Last night we're coming home, we hear a group behind us that are obviously. D&D players. Oh, yeah. and, and they're like cracking up talking about how like oh, this right, guy had a monk. Guys, yeah. This guy's a monk who if he gets wet he can't fight for shit. So apparently one of the characters decided to take him and beat the other play, you know, monsters with him as you know the monk yeah. as a weapon. <laughs> it's like, like you know, you're you, not going to hear that anywhere else. We're going through the swamp. It's like this is it, it's a surreal experience of just like you're surrounded by other fellow geeks and they're just having their their geek conversations <coughs> you know, in in you know, sure. in the halls and on the shuttles and you know, even like within the hotels themselves. Yeah, people know, are just having the time of their lives, yeah. man. And listen, I'm a Philly boy. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. Eagles, like yeah. I, I'm all in, like, like I sit here wearing my birds, <laughs> and I do this to rub it in the face of Boston Patriots fans. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm like, wearing this hat. I'm like, yo, I got to represent the fucking birds in 2017. You know? And, and but, you know what? But, we didn't but, run into one Patriots fan, but coming out of the elevator this afternoon when Kyle and I went to get a drink, someone's like, "Yeah, go birds." You're damn right. You're damn right. Yeah. But but I will tell you. Um, I love the city of Boston. I do too. And the people place. and the people in the hotels and the Uber and the Lyft drivers and the, the, the shuttle. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Super, oh, great. The guy today welcoming. scared me a little bit, but other than that it was great. Super <laughs> welcoming, like super like cool people, yeah, like no. you know, good conversations. Great city. Like, the city really accommodates this whole thing. And yeah. I don't I don't really think that's said Oh, we didn't say it at all, but I like it's it's a big props to the mayor and the way the city handles oh, this whole yeah, thing yeah, with, yeah. with the different hotels. This ran so smoothly, the shuttles to and from Oh, we had the Ubers. Like we never had trouble getting to where we needed to go. We didn't talk about cleanliness either. They paid a guy to stand at the bottom of an escalator oh, with yeah, Clorox wipes yeah. and just hold it on there. 
And uh, just just to keep it extra clean this year, yeah, I've never they seen they went that in the all past out. Year. Yeah, if anyone like you know comes from like an archive of like listening to this, basically you know the coronavirus is like the big thing. You know, yeah, it's, right yeah, now. it's the big the big um, monster right now. You know, and a lot more people wearing like there's always someone wearing a mask at every pack. Some people went over the top. I mean, yeah, like I that saw, guy in the, the, guy in the Doc Brown suit, the guy in the Doc Brown suit from Back to the Future that had like the actual functioning fucking radiation suit with oxygen mask. <laughs> yeah, like that was a little much. Now, now that might have been cost. But like I saw a dude with like a full blown respirator, like a charcoal yeah. respirator, yeah. and that wasn't a part of the suit. Like he just had like a regular like Aeropostal yeah. T shirt on. But that, like, come on, man. Like, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, you know, I would say it's a bit much. Like you yeah. know, you know, the mask cool. I, I'm on the side that the you know some of this coronavirus stuff is a little overblown. Sure, like, sure. Now, yeah, right, right now it is. Yeah, right now. Like you know, obviously, if you're having a health condition, obviously do take it seriously. You know. Don't go to packs. Yeah, yeah, you know, don't go anywhere. It's like yeah, you know, it's like you know, take due diligence, but. You know, like if if you're taking care of yourself, if you're following, you know, like you know, get good sleep, stay hydrated, you know, you know, and whatnot. Like it's it's like any other public gathering. Like I don't sure. think wash up. Yeah, like yeah, at least here in Boston, like it didn't seem. That no, we'll, we'll know in 14 days if we're dying or something. Yeah. <laughs> sure, right? We're all gonna like in, in two weeks. We're gonna podcast and just cough, cough <laughs> incessantly cough. <laughs> <laughs> be horrible, you bastards! We shouldn't joke yet, right? <laughs> you packs, motherfuckers! Don't go to packs. <laughs> Fuck the mayor. So, uh, final thought before Al. Just remember, everybody, come on a Saturday. Yeah, I can't press that enough. Saturdays Saturday. were empty. No it's one was the best here. day. You're gonna have best a blast. Day. Yep. There's plenty of room to rub your shoulders. Yep. Yeah, plenty just... of room. You can walk through easy. Nobody stops in the aisle. No. You're, you're... <laughs> Not even once. That vein's popping out. Not oh, even four <laughs> times, dude. I know the pain. Yeah, dude. No, no seriously, come say you love it. Uh, no, um, I I would say for my final thought, uh, this is definitely something I'm going to continue to try to do every year as as often as I can. I'm kind of for the same reasons that Nick said. You know, this this is one of those very few occasions where you're surrounded by people that love the same things you do. Um, and, and that's that's really unique. It brings a really cool atmosphere to the place. Like you could bump into a random person, and they could have a, sh- a contra shirt on, and somebody like Kyle could could spark up a conversation for a I half would talk hour. To dude, for the length of a game. <laughs> yeah, for for like you know not knowing each other, you instantly can relate. Like you can instantly relate to anybody here, no and matter what kind of games you're into. It doesn't matter, yeah. Like it, it, whoever's in that hall, you relate to them in some way, and I think that's what makes this really special. And um, the panels, the the stuff that we got to see, super super informative. Um, and to, to me, my favorite part was getting to talk to a lot of these developers. You know, just as as people like us who are in a passion for creativity and, and doing something creative like podcasting or streaming. You get where it comes from. You understand there's a source of something inside us where it's like you you have something you love and you just want to do something about it. You want to talk about it. You want to show it to other people. You want to tell other people about it. And when you get to start talking to some of these indie developers who are so eager for someone to just see, like, look at this. Like, look what I did. And look, like, I think you'd have fun with this. And they're right. Like... That was the most profound thing this this entire time. Like, anytime we really got to chat with a lot of these developers um, that are making something, 
And when you really understood where they were coming from, and then like, now check out my game, and it's like, yeah, this fucking game's great. Like, it just added another layer to it, and you could, you connect with the game in two ways. Like, A, you enjoy how it plays, and then B, you understand exactly what went into it and what's behind it. And that's, like, a really cool part about what going to this is all about. So, I mean, like I said, I, I, I want to come back here. Uh, I look forward to coming back next year. Same time next year. Thursday, uh, Friday. I mean, I have Saturday and Saturday. Saturday. And, um... Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saturday and Saturday. We'll be here both days. <laughs> and, uh... It's all week long. Saturday. All, all Saturday long. Saturday we'll be Saturday. here. Try to be <laughs> <laughs> And, uh... But, yeah. I, I can't recommend it enough. Don't I, stay at the Westin. No, don't. Stay somewhere else. They got bed bugs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um... Wait, don't sue me. Uh, but no, um... Don't sue me. I'm pretty sure the Weston's not listening. It's like, you put him on the block list, he's not getting in. No more Skybridge for you. That's it. You know what? You and I are going to blame him next year. We can't get it. You son of a bitch. You bedbug son of a bitch. Uh, no, but it was great. And uh, again, thank you to everybody uh, that we talked to uh, over the weekend. Uh, people we plan on interviewing. I can't wait to, to get in touch with all of them. Again, thanks to Roberta. And all the people at the Adventure Game Panel. It was just a lot of fun. This was a great weekend, and um, um, I had a lot of meat for dinner, and I'm tired. Now. Damn it. See, the title of this episode PAX, come for the game, stay for the meat spots. <laughs> yes. That is the new panel, uh, the new title. There we go. Other than that, thanks everybody. Uh, this was, I don't even know what episode. It'll be one of those special ones without the number. Just a fun special PAX episode. Yeah, our special nice PAX episode. Face, it's nice to do one face-to-face. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is, yeah this is the first time I think we've ever done the three of us face-to-face. So that was a lot, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, until next time, uh, have fun, play games, and don't be dicks. Peace. Later. <laughs>